2: This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motor hits, geek bloods, waste oils, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All
0: right. All right. All right. Welcome to the Mike Rutherford Show. Final day of March. We're flipping the calendar tomorrow to April. It is Thursday, March 31st. We're here from 3 to 6, as always, talking Cardinal sports, Star Wars sometimes, uh, what planet the Ewoks lived on occasionally. You never know what you're going to get here, but we're doing it for three hours. Mike Rutherford with Trevor Kelsey, as always. Follow him on Twitter. I haven't said that in uh, far too long. At Trevor Kelsey, it's not K-E-L-C-E. I think Travis Kelsey's ruined your last name for everybody. It's K-E-L-S-E-Y, the normal way. Travis is weird. Trevor's not. He's got it right. Travis has it wrong. Uh, We want to hear from you today as well. Hit us up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We got roster thoughts. We got roster news for the men's basketball team. We got the women's basketball team media day in Minneapolis for the Final Four, getting ready for tomorrow night's game Um, at 7 o'clock. Against South Carolina, the number one overall seed, Don Staley said something that I thought was very stupid today that we're going to talk about that I, made me more, I guess, optimistic about tomorrow night's game just because it was so dumb that I'm like, well, if she's that dumb, maybe we can win this thing. We'll, we'll see. Uh, spread keeps going up towards South Carolina, though. We'll talk about all that good stuff. And we've got a couple of football notes. The forgotten element of this weekend from a UFL athletic standpoint is the fact that we've got the spring game on Sunday. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. It's not really going to be a traditional spring game, but it's still Cardinal football. So we'll get to all that stuff. But before we do, gotta say hello to my guy TK, Trevor Kelsey. How are you, buddy? You're wearing you're looking great in your Kraken t-shirt today.
1: I don't even know what I'm wearing. I just grabbed the first thing I saw when I walked out the door.
0: Are you feeling better today? Feeling you've you've been struggling
1: better, yeah. a little bit. I've been a little out of it. Uh, I'll be honest with you until you mentioned the Ewok thing. I don't even remember talking about that yesterday.
0: You just blacked out just, for three hours.
1: I mean, for someone that's ironically hasn't smoked anything since Monday, I think I would <laughs> I'd have a better memory right now, but I don't. <laughs> Is
0: that part of the problem? Has that been part of the reason I why you haven't? why why haven't. you haven't been recharged?
1: It's been probably like Monday, probably early Monday morning. I know, maybe right after the show Monday.
0: So you were feeling sick on on Tuesday. You went home after the show. You slept. You woke up. You came to the show. Did the same thing happen last night, where you just yeah, went home, swung, swung, right to sleep, right to and that. then woke up and came here?
1: I mean, I, yeah, pretty much. The only three hours I did wake up a little bit last night. Uh,
0: oh boy, had a cough. Yeah, there's, there's, I, take I'm getting, one. I'm getting no. I'm I getting know. the rest
1: of it out. It's like the last of it's coming out today. I think uh, I got
0: the same thing going. It's that time of the year.
1: Yeah, that, the last of that phlegm's now just coming mm-hmm. up. Thankfully, um, yeah. I woke up a little bit yesterday. Um, I woke up right before midnight to do my wordle.
0: Atta a boy, priorities.
1: Priorities, exactly.
0: Did you? Did were you not awoken by wind catastrophe twenty twenty two? Idea that was even going on. You didn't.
1: You know the messed up thing was was at some point, and I I opened the window next to my bed because I was so I was sweating, and I was like, it's just so hot here. I don't feel like even going to like mess with the air conditioning. I'm just gonna open my window right next to my bed, and,
0: and still it, nothing. And
1: it felt so good because I guess that wind made it. I mean,
0: my God, how did that not, that not wake you up? I can't I can sleep through anything. I was bad. just waiting, you know, the month of just Rutherford House terror. Was it bad last night? It was, we had a high wind warning for like, from like 1045 until 2 a.m. Oh, did
1: we? <laughs>
0: and I, I said this the last time we had a bad storm. There's this just beautiful, like fantastic, gigantic tree in our neighbor's yard directly behind us. And it's awesome. Like, I, I love it. It's, it's so cool to look up at. The kids love, love looking at it. But every time there's a storm in this area, since we've moved into this house, we've been there now, like I mean, almost eight years there've been like three or four gigantic trees that have just completely uprooted during storms and have fallen over at houses, one at the very end of our street. And I'm just like terrified that at least like part of this tree is going to come down. And if it does, if it fell straight back, it would go right on Virginia's room. So this starts last night and like Mary had been upstairs. She comes down she's like, it's, it sounds just awful out there. It's terrifying. And I pull and I'm I open the door. I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty bad. And so I move Virginia into our room. She's at like a light or like a, like a rock. And, of I'm course, seeing, I, I'm thinking
1: John since he's my kid. Slipped this whole thing too. Yeah, yeah, per usual. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so he's I, got my kids. Daddy's jeans. He does.
0: He does. <laughs> so I, I, I go to Weinberg on Twitter. I'm like, all right, Weinberg, tell me what's good here. And should so still text him. Yeah, I should. <laughs> he ignores me. He just—it's it, a one-sided relationship. I'm just constantly retweeting him and loving all his his posts, and he just doesn't care about me. But he's saying. Like they, they're kind of slow playing. They missed the really bad stuff last night. Once again, the meteorologist kind of asleep at the wheel. National Weather Service kind of asleep at the wheel because it was terrible for 20 minutes. And then sort of after the fact, the National Weather Service does this high wind warning thing. And I'm like, well, it's kind of calmed down now. And there were a couple of bad guys. Like they registered, I think, a 72-mile-an-hour gust at Bowman Field, which is very close to us. Mm-hmm. And so I, I can't sleep when this is going on. I've got to at least stay awake and I, I can't just just rest, which once again, I'm just like – I, I, I can, let me sleep. Please, God. We had a damn cat in our freaking basement ceiling this morning. Let, if the if the lights had gone out last night, if we'd lost power again on cat day, I would have just packed up the whole family and been like, you know what? We're moving. We're not telling anybody. I said moving to Alaska on Twitter, and everybody who just can't take a joke is like, oh, because there's no bad weather in Alaska. I'm like, <laughs> sometimes I exaggerate and make jokes on social media. How have you not learned this over the years? But it's nice to know that you just slept through and had no idea that it was all going not
1: a clue. on. I, I mean, I did wake up again. I woke up about... About 15 minutes before midnight, knocked out Wordle. I haven't done Wordle today yet, though. Uh, I'll try to knock it out here maybe if I can after the show. I don't know if I'm going to go right to sleep after this show today. I think I'm going to be up for a little bit. Now. Okay. Uh, but I did also get up around, I guess, in the middle of what was this windstorms that I didn't even hear still at this point, around like 1 or 2 in the morning. I woke back up and ate a little ate a little something, had some mashed potatoes, some toast, uh, and then watched a little bit of dynamite. I haven't been able to finish it all. I had, had, had to sneak in dynamite even when I'm sick. And uh, watched like about an hour, the first hour of Dynamite, and then went back. Went back to bed. and Woke up at uh, right at two o'clock to come in here.
0: And a boy. So I'm once ready. again, you're like a a newborn foal, completely unaware of what's taken place over the last sixteen hours or so. I mean, you're it, a blank slate for today's show. It's like it's,
1: <laughs> it's like if my whether I'm doing a show on KRC at seven a.m. or Mike Rutherford show at three p.m. Same. I'm getting up, coming in right fresh. Hasn't news. seen the news. Nope.
0: I could tell you that Kenny Payne has stepped down as head coach, and they're bringing in Mick Cronin, and you would have no idea.
1: Well, if you told me that, I would probably walk out on the show because that happened. Walk in the middle of- at about 11
0: a.m. He's gone, folks. We've lost Trevor Kelsey. We do have. <laughs> he's, he's walking out. We've lost him. We we do have um, positive Louisville basketball news to get to that I, I don't know if Trevor has actually seen. I don't know how much if he if he's seen something. Or if he's just making jokes, but we'll get to that. We'll get to the roster construction. I'm break my headset. <laughs> yeah, know. you kind of threw it down. Just I
1: told you, don't, don't do that. To if me. we had
0: the YouTube, that would be a great, a great scene that for the YouTube show. App. We don't have the cameras in here yet. They're coming, folks. We're gonna any day now. Any day now, we're gonna have the show any on day the day internet. The
1: cameras are gonna show up, and some, sort of the coworkers in this building.
0: I mean, all, all week they've been gone.
1: No one's here except for our, our, our guy next door. that Does the He's doing his show?
0: Yeah. yeah, we've got. I want to go to Big X University. You get like a four week spring break. Apparently, they're just they're just gone. That's the best school in the in the country. Big X U. What would the mascot be? <laughs> would our mascot? The Kraken. Be?
1: <laughs> no, it'd be. Uh, I was thinking. What was the? the what was that? Uh, the dog that went to Kansas University it was Snoop Dogg. Blunt dog. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Remember when he showed up at? Hey, Kansas Kansas's Midnight Madness,
0: I think the ownership would frown upon that. I think that <laughs> I think that one would get nixed. So did Kansas, but you know, well, yeah. still showed up. Did they really frown upon it though? There was a lot of outrage after the fact. I don't know how much I mean, they,
1: they had strippers in the background. They did.
0: They didn't seem to care at the time until afterward. Uh, and now they're probably going to win the national title, or maybe going to win the national title just a couple years later.
1: How many years has that been? Has that been two years now?
0: I think it was before the ill-fated 2019-20 season. I believe.
1: Still, maybe the greatest Midnight Madness of all time. Incredible.
0: Man. I mean, just on the heels of all this stuff happening. Yeah. Just the the biggest middle finger. I mean, Bill Self came out in a, 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 like a run DMC Adidas chain. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> it, you couldn't have scripted it better. I mean, in a weird way... Kansas has my eternal respect for, for just that moment. Now the apologies <laughs> it would have been better if they hadn't apologized, but self, I mean, how do you not how are you at least not aware of how this is going to be perceived? It was incredible. Anyway. Nasty dog, by the way. Nasty dog, thank you. Um and be our mascot. Before we get into the, the big news of the day in the Louisville world, the big news of the day in the, the Rutherford household world, we have to give an update because a million people uh, have asked, which translates in internet terms to like thirty-one people have asked about this. Um the cat, a.k.a. Sydney Purry. That's what I'm going with. That's
1: <laughs> like Jeff Paws myself, but okay.
0: Jeff, you know, anybody can call it. This is our cat, collectively. This is Big X Nation's cat. Not the one that you stole. This is the the, the Mike Rutherford Show cat.
1: That cat's still chilling at the house. Good. Love war. He comes in and out of the, in, out of the dog doggy door. He chills in the backyard, sometimes in the front, and still just comes right back in.
0: Oh, boy. Yeah. Sydney Purry. <laughs> unless somebody steps up and claims them. I mean, we've put it on the Facebook, the lost pets group, St. Matthews. Mm-hmm. We've put it on the Nextdoor app. We put it everywhere. I mean, I've put it on Twitter. I feel like if this is your cat, you put it on the radio. Yeah, you would have you would have seen something by now. And everybody who like responds to this, like I, I don't know anything about cats. I know ve- we had a calico cat growing up. That's all you I really know about. It. It. Everybody hated it. it yeah. The cat hated us. Kitty hated us. <laughs> she was the most just Anti-social cat in the world until she got too old to do anything else, and then she was nice to my mom and like wanted to get in her lap all the time when she smelled and had like one tooth, like she was like on the verge of death. She's like, okay, now I'll be nice to you guys. Like, you're you're
1: watch American Dad, yeah, where the st- Steve finds the, the the cat that's near death but always attacks him still. Yeah, that was the, the, that was Kitty pretty much. That picture, yeah, that was
0: that was that was Kitty. Real name was Patricia because we let my sister name her when she was graduating kindergarten, and she went with Patricia, and then it just became Kitty. Very odd name. But so everybody has seen this cat. I've gotten probably like 15 messages from people who are like, "Oh my god, that's the most beautiful!" And they say the the species of it's it's. I know it's a uh, Siamese cat, but they say like the exact specific species. They're like, "Oh my god, that's!" A, and everybody's like, "This cat's so beautiful." This cat. I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't know anything about cats. I wish I did, but so beautiful why don't you take it well i think it's found a home like so my our babysitter who saved the day yesterday by going to get her out of the ceiling him out of the ceiling um one of her daughters fosters cats big cat person and she took the cat and immediately fell in love with it so unless somebody steps up and says this is my cat i lost it last week not sure how the hell it got in your basement ceiling but i want it back
1: you still haven't taken the time to lift the leg to see if it's a boy it's a boy okay it's a boy okay
0: but since that, unless that happens, he's found a home. He's going to stay with with Sarah, and he's going to be happy. She's great with cats, and Sidney Purry will live happily ever after. But if somebody steps up and says this is my cat, then we'll. we'll, we'll, we'll. He's a boy. He
1: still has uh, the marbles.
0: I guess. I mean,
1: I'm not very confident for the guy. I, I mean, mean, I don't know. I didn't look bad for him. But I'm, that's, you're not sure if they're there or not. That's, oh, wow.
0: He didn't have his ear clipped. I know that.
1: Well, that, the ear clip is usually the sign of a stray cat. That's right that's been fixed
0: but there was no identification no tags no collar no anything else
1: i'm just saying because i'm just telling you because if he ha- still has them that means he's going to start spraying at some point
0: yeah well I mean, again she knows what she's doing with cats okay. i don't no, have he's the answer house anymore no 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 okay, she's he, he's over there so yeah he he our next door neighbor put him in a, in a crate and took care of him during the day and then sarah came over and got him and He's been over there ever since. And he will stay over there until, unless somebody steps up and claims him. So happy ending there. Sidney Purry is going to live happily ever after. And maybe this is the, you know, maybe he's the good luck charm. Maybe he, he this is what gets Louisville men's basketball back on course. Or if we wanna, you want to call him Scott Catterfield, maybe he's what gets Louisville football back headed in the right direction. Who knows? Maybe this cat's a magic charm. We'll see.
1: I feel like he's going to like Scratch Catterfield. Why? I don't know. Scratch is like a cat term.
0: But Scratch also does not. Like rhyme with Scott. Nobody gets an S, an SE, actually. But yeah, there
1: you go. See, <laughs> I mean,
0: I feel like Scott Catterfield's good enough.
1: No, we got to go the extra mile. You only have to go the extra mile if it fits no, perfectly. No no, we're going the extra mile. no, no,
0: we don't. Scott Catterfield. <laughs> um, oh my God! <laughs> Dexter just says mashed potatoes and toast. Jesus Christ!
1: <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs>
0: just love it. That that's the reaction i didn't
1: want i didn't want to eat anything too like i mean i wasn't i'm still not really hungry well good for you and that's I mean, good yeah that's my, good. my type's a little back i was just wanted to eat something and it wasn't much in the house
0: all right so much like yesterday i wasn't
1: going to taco bell or anything <laughs> at that point i mean not yet
0: Texas, if a cat can get in your house, that means possum and raccoons can't too. Trust I'm well aware. Trust me, that's that's where my, we've got somebody well, coming out to look. Because I did it like a, a inspection of the, the perimeter around our back deck, got underneath the there. Well, yeah, the the perimeter of our back deck. With the lattice up there. <laughs> You're the
1: cop from Cape Fear. Like I did an inspection of the perimeter. Well, I mean, I did. If like, this little this wire beat rings at any time, something's sneaking in the house. <laughs> How else do you want me to describe it? Like
0: I, I looked at the outside of the, 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 the back deck saw if there was any sort of opening. Uh,
1: maybe it's the, maybe it's the, the sickness in me. Just I found it amusing that you described it as if you were like some kind of like crime scene crime scene guy? Yeah, I
0: kind of. I felt kind of violated. I mean, imagine just working in your basement and hearing something above your head and then meowing when you don't have a cat. It was terrifying. <laughs> I can't stop hearing noises down there anymore. How am I supposed to get any work done? It's. I, I think I know where it got in. I still don't know how it got underneath there. But yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get that figured i mean the good
1: thing out. is penny's like gonna let usually any any of the uh, other animals that get near your house she just kills anyway or attacks
0: I mean penny uh, oblivious though to the cat being in the house maybe she was preoccupied
1: with the possum she i mean she has to
0: stop fighting possums. she maybe keeps they, getting her ass Maybe kid. they
1: work together the possum was distracting her while the cat snuck in
0: could be i mean and that's why we don't typically get cats around our house i mean our, our next door neighbor pam she's got i think three cats but they're indoor cats right no, they're always outdoors. Oh, okay. And like Penny will bark at them all the time, but they, they never come into our yard. They know Penny's out there. They know that, that that's her territory. And I think the other neighbor's cats that are, are walking around all the time, like we see them pretty much every single day. They never come into our yard. Everybody knows what's up. There's the rules have been in place for a long time. There's a, a perfect balance, nice chemistry in our, on our street. And then this cat I've never seen before. I, literally like you could tell me that somebody just didn't like me personally and went and got this cat, and placed it in my basement ceiling, and it would be the best explanation I could give you for how this happened. I've never seen this cat before in my life. I don't know how Part it— Part
1: of me wishes that's true, too, by the way. it might. Be. If it happens
0: again, I'm going to be like, okay, who's doing this? Somebody's
1: just like throwing cats in here. <laughs>
0: this is the way we're going to get Rutherford. I don't like his tweets. He's smarmy. He's, <laughs> he's annoying. He's taking shots at my team. I don't like him. I'm going to put a cat in his basement ceiling. Somehow
1: not, I don't know how, but at some point, I'm going to find a way to blame a Kentucky fan for this. hey.
0: I wouldn't put it past them, but that's so. For now, at least, we've closed the book. We've closed that chapter of the madness at the Rutherford House, and we're moving on. Moving on. We're moving on. We're moving on to positive Louisville news. And much like yesterday, this is positive Louisville news that I think everybody is aware of, besides maybe you at this <laughs> point. So yesterday, we found out Sidney Curry. I knew about Sidney Curry. No, you didn't.
1: Why well, didn't I do now? Well,
0: yeah, you know. <laughs> I said on yesterday's show when I said when we started talking about it, you hadn't heard because oh, you yeah, yeah. weren't alive during any of the the morning but sydney curry announced yesterday in no uncertain terms returning to louisville for next year the first big domino the first big win of the kenny payne tenure here today a second cardinal oh we got a new one has committed to returning to louisville for another year would you care to venture a guess at who that may be L. ellis L. ellis is correct yeah that was kind
1: of i mean anything past this so you're gonna have to make me strain to guess
0: yeah L. ellis these are the two
1: i think we kind of all assumed at some point
0: It's also the two that I think we all wanted. Like, if you had taken a straw poll of every Louisville fan when the season ended, or as recently as a week ago, and said— Our midseason. Yeah. Out of all the guys you have on this roster, which two would you most like to return for next season? I think L. Ellis and and Sidney Curry would have been the two leading vote-getters. And you've got them both back now. Ellis put out on social media, just put out a little image that says three is back— And I would assume UofL will do the same thing they did with Curry, which is, you know, put out highlight videos and put out, he's coming back and all that good stuff. But we now know at least two players that are coming back for next season that were members of this past year's team. And if the rumors are true, and I've heard this number, and I know other people have heard this number because I've heard them talk about it I've seen them post it, but the buzz has been, I always use that word, but it's, it has been the buzz. Kenny Payne wants to keep five players from last year's team. Five scholarship players coming back for next year. So we've got two, and I think the, the two that everybody wants. The question now becomes, which three do you take out of the other group? We know Sam Williamson is in the, in the transfer portal. We know Gabe Wisner's in the transfer portal. Dre, yeah, Dre, yeah, Dre Davis is... my choice. Yeah, uh, okay. Dre Davis's situation is a little bit muddied by the fact that his brother just decommitted. Dre has not said anything one way or the other. The only, I think, statement he's made since Deontay Davis decommitted was just a like heart emoji retweeting his brother's announcement. So with the guys you have left that could potentially come back for another year, and I'll include Noah Locke in this, even though it sounds like he's not coming back.
1: But he, he's still eligible.
0: He still technically has one year of eligibility. He could come back to Louisville and play if he wanted to, and if the coaching staff wanted him. Which three players are you picking to come back? If you could hand pick the three guys from next year's team that are still available to come back.
1: Uh, Withers is guaranteed number, the, the, the first one I'm going with. Okay. Uh, you can obviously talk well you didn't know yes this year was not near expectations that we had for withers but you'd like to think that the the town is still there and i'll be with the new coaching staff Kenny Payne, kitty Payne coming in kitty, uh, kitty kenny uh then the, 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 the what we hope to see this year will come out next year uh so that would be number one uh number two Kind of the same maybe premise as JJ Trainer. Okay. Um again wanted to see a lot more this year. Unfortunately, a lot of things we wanted to see this year did not happen. Uh and that could be coming out in next season. And the third one would be whew, um the first two come on come easy to me. The third one I'm gonna go You know what, just for bleeps and giggles, let's say Mike James. Okay. I mean, that's the name that kind of gets forgotten about, but was, let's not forget, a decent recruit. We've talked about Kenny Kenny Payne wanting to go back to the old school days of bigger guards, which he is. He's, what, 6'5 shooting guard, I think, 6'6 shooting guard. Uh, so he kind of fits that mold. We don't know, I mean, there is great unknown to what he can bring to the mm-hmm. table, I get, but, I mean, you know what? There's great unknown to what Kenny Payne's going to bring to us, so why not?
0: Yeah, I think first I'll go with... The guys who I think are the most likely to fit that to come back, and, and I think it's Mike James, JJ Trainer, and Jalen Withers. I think those three are the most likely. I'm not guaranteeing that. Three I just said. Are those the three you just said?
1: Yeah, in not that order, but yeah.
0: Yeah, I think I said Withers Trainer. James. You did. You, <laughs> that's right. Because my three, the, the the three I would choose would be, I'm going with Roosevelt Wheeler. I think he has shown enough. I think he could that's, be a really good college center.
1: That's the border with James for me. That's where I was like, eh. I,
0: I'm going with. Jalen Withers, like you, just because, man, when we, I know that at a certain point, like flashes of potential don't do much for you, especially when you're talking about a guy who has been in college on a basketball team for three years. I know he only played two seasons in registered his freshman year, but he is a, if he had played his freshman season, this would be a guy that we're talking about going into his senior year. You got to get back beyond, hey, there's, there's glimpses of what he could be. At some point you've got to start putting it all together and he hasn't been able to do that. But my God, like like when he's good, when he'll make a play every now and then. And you're like, how is this guy not a first team All ACC caliber player? And I think the hope is with a new coaching staff that maybe could develop his talents a little bit better, maybe give him the confidence that he needs to to be his best self on the floor. He can become that type of guy, and we'll see. I'd like to at least give that a chance. And the last player I'm taking is Mike James, because like you said, the great unknown. We heard rumors during the summer that he was playing really well and was actually competing for significant playing time, if not a starting spot at the two. And like you said, if Kenny Payne loves these big guards, he fits that mold. Yeah. He can be part of that new era, that new style of play.
1: He was still a top one recruit too. He was. He and, and
0: I, I think if he can get over the injuries and be the same type of player that he was before them, then we'll see. And, and I mean, he's... We're talking about him as a guard. I know he was technically listed as a small forward coming out of high school. I think he can play both the three and the two. And I think they were working him at both the three and the two. They talked about him as a guy who could defend four positions, basically. I'm, I, I'd am i hate for him to just come here and then leave without us ever really seeing anything from him and knowing what we had uh, with him. I'd love to see him just uh, at least give us a glimpse of what he could be. And so that he would be my fifth pick. But I do think that J.J. Trainer is more likely to get that spot because of his relationship with Kenny Payne. But We'll see how it all shakes out. And who knows? Maybe Payne says, I don't know where that number got tossed around. I'm keeping six guys. I'm keeping seven guys. Matt Cross, welcome back if you yeah, want. Matt
1: Cross, is, I think the one, I mean, is either one we kind of both are like?
0: I think everybody thinks he's gone.
1: That's gone, yeah. I mean, it's almost better chance to come back. Noah Locke or Matt Cross? <laughs> probably Matt Cross. <laughs> I mean, it's a tough one though, right? Yeah. I, I, I mean, mean, it's,
0: yeah, that's, uh, I think they're both probably gone. Is, is how I would put it.
1: Better <laughs> Chance, Matt Cross, or Ross McMahon. <laughs> That's not his name. <laughs> what was, what's New Zealand's guy's name? McMahon's. yeah <laughs> whatever.
0: We successfully made it through the entire season without you learning any of the assistants' names besides Mike McGeese, and it wasn't until he was elevated the second time to full-time head coach that you got that down.
1: And the best part it is, is that it, in the long run, it's not going to matter because they're not going to be here anyway.
0: Well, I mean, it kind of mattered during the season. Yeah,
1: not really. If they were any, You know what? You you do you do a better job. I remember your name.
0: I gotta ask now. Do you care? Do you have any idea who the other assistant was? McMaines, not McMahon. (laughs) Pagees, not Pegram. And then who's the third assistant? Well,
1: if he he was from if he was from another country, I'd probably would remember him better. This is at least
0: the sixth time we've done this. (laughs) You've failed miserably every single time. You have not even come close. Well, seven's the lucky number. (laughs) I am literally
1: drawing a complete blank. Is it blank? No, crap.
0: <laughs> fennel.
1: That's right. Cause I, can't, I always kinda remember. He, he, that's right. Cause I kept thinking crystal meth. What? Because his name sounds like uh, the, the what's this, this, the main ingredient crystal meth. Uh, uh,
0: I do I I <laughs> Fentanyl. Fentanyl. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's where my. Oh my that's god. That's mine goes.
1: What was his name again?
0: Kill Fennel.
1: Yeah, so it sounds like fentanyl. It sounds, like, yeah, it sounds like
0: crystal meth, dude. I'm, what, what am I supposed to do with that? I don't know. Where do I go from there?
1: That's how my brain works.
0: The I other. Mean, oh, God. Okay okay, 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 okay. the other piece of Louisville basketball news that's out there today. We mentioned, I think it was yesterday that officially Louisville had offered Devin Ree, the former LSU basketball commit, who's a member of the 2022 class, which means he would be a freshman next season. Two crystal ball predictions have come in for Louisville on 24, seven sports. The, I can't remember what recruiting analyst has said it, but said in no uncertain terms that he would be shocked at this point. If Devin Ree is not the first player to commit to Kenny Payne at Louisville, And I know that it's not like when we talked about Kenny Payne getting commitments right off out of the gate, we weren't thinking about four-star kids that were number 82 in in his class. We're thinking more about five-star kids and DJ Wagner and all these 2023 players. But with 2022 being a class that, again, you can't go to these kids and say definitively, I know for a fact we're going to be eligible for the NCAA tournament, you may not be able to get those kids. And Sky Clark's the, the biggest one out there. I've heard the same rumors people listening probably have, that he's leaning towards Illinois. I still think if you can get him on campus, if you get him to take that visit, then you have a fighting chance. We'll see if that winds up happening. But Illinois certainly sounds like it's the team to beat. I don't know. Somebody texted in yesterday and said Washington. I don't know where that came from. I've heard Illinois, have not heard Washington. Not saying it's not true, but I think we're the second choice in that Sky Clark battle. But Devin Ree, 6'8 player, he's not a guy that I would expect to come in next season and like be a huge player contributor be a a, a starting guy but it sounds like he's a little bit of a work in progress high upside guy the type of player that you would expect Kenny Payne and the staff to hopefully develop and make the turn into a very very good college player in a couple of years um huge wingspan decent enough outside shot that can be improved dynamic athlete I mean the type of guy that you kind of expect to see go to LSU quite frankly. It it makes sense why he would choose to play in that program, and we need some guys like that. We have... The lack of athleticism on our team, honestly outside of David Johnson, the last two years has been impossible to ignore for a long time, any long time Louisville basketball fan. Take into account the fact that since dunking returned as a rule, the last two years, fewest dunks in the history of Louisville basketball. Fewest dunks. Kelly Dickey's tracked it. And...
1: Did become an official stat? I don't know. I'm just curious.
0: Yeah. Hit up Kelly. I'm sure he's got it.
1: You yeah, know I'm going to ask these questions. Yeah,
0: I, I do, and I don't, I don't know why.
1: Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a curious person.
0: You're derailing the conversation. I know. The point being, the athleticism level for Louisville basketball has been lower in the last couple of years than ever I can remember. We need more guys who are athletes like Devin Ree. I'm fine with bringing him on. I don't care if he's number 82 in the country. Hell, that's that's kind of where we've been recruiting anyway. If you get him... If you keep Kamari Lands, if you add a top 40 guy, whether it's Sky Clark or not, you've already improved your recruiting class from where it was before. I mean, Frederick King was not on the map, literally. I mean, he's from the Bahamas. Nobody had ever heard of this kid before he committed. Deontay Davis was between 120 and 150, depending on what scouting service you're looking at. So if you keep Lance, who's a top 50 player, you get Devin Reeves, top 90 player. Get somebody else who's a top 50, four-star player. Maybe you do get Sky Clark, who's a five-star talent, according to some scouting services. You've already upgraded your class. And then you look at the transfer portal, which we knew we were going to have to rely on heavily anyway.
1: If you add those three, if you're told those three are coming in, does that maybe make you switch your three picking from this roster away from James to Roosevelt Wheeler because you're bringing in three kind of wing guys and maybe need to – keep a, keep a big man like a wheeler on this on this roster.
0: I don't think it necessarily depends on just the, the incoming recruits. Because I think you can fill whatever void you have via the transfer portal. I and mean,
1: then you still have Curry who who's obviously can play the four or five depending on the matchups and but I mean And you'd have trainer in even in can this do, hypothetical. Yeah. I mean I I don't
0: honestly, I honestly don't think it's a concern. I think you're taking the best players you can get in the twenty twenty two class mm-hmm. and you're saying we're going to recruit out of the transfer portal based on our roster needs because you can find good players at, at, at every position now.
1: Yeah, and and I know that sometimes Cows is – when Cows when says it's positionless basketball, is the future. I mean, it, it, not 100% off on that. It is kind of the no, truth now. for sure. Where, I mean, now you you can start guys at 6'4", power forward, and especially in – well, hell, you do it in the NBA nowadays.
0: Look at the I teams. Mean, I mean, we've mentioned this before, but, you know, People always ask why the Big Ten has been flopping so badly in the NCAA tournament They're when ten- they have. It's because they play a different sport than everybody else right now. They
1: play 1980s, early 90s basketball.
0: And I'm not saying you can't have success in the NCAA tournament with a true old school five, kind of like Kofi Coburn in Illinois, even though they look terrible in both games they played in the tournament.
1: Or what's his name from Michigan,
0: Hunter Dickinson. Yeah, yeah, to a lesser extent. I mean, he's a little bit more. Ver- I mean, he shot threes. He's a little bit more versatile than Kofi. But look at the team still standing. I mean, Duke, Mark Williams is probably as close as you get to a traditional center. And he... Baycott's pretty... I mean...
1: He's 6'11", back. I mean, low low post guy.
0: But he's... I mean, nobody is looking at him as like a NBA center. Like, he's not on anybody's NBA radar. No, no. He's not... He, he's very low on any sort of draft board. Like, he is... And he's their lone post presence. I know Brady Manic can post up guys. Does
1: NBA even use centers anymore? Exactly. I mean, that's I mean, that's I'm what I'm saying. Do, like yeah. Like,
0: and Baycott can't do those types of things. But he's still... More of a – like, he's the classic Carolina big man. Like, he gets a lot of points by running the floor. He's springy. Yeah. He's not a traditional, we're going to post it up, throw it into him, and back down, back down, back down, baby hook. Like, that's – he's more cleaning up on the glass, running the floor, getting points and rebounds that way. And, I mean, Villanova doesn't have a a true big.
1: No, I can't remember the last time they had a true big.
0: Kansas kind of does Mm, with uh, David McCormick. Yeah. But they don't play through him. I mean, their best players are, are going to be Ochai Agbaji or Remy Martin on a given night. Like this is the new style. This is—it's not inside out paint touches. Kick it out. Kick it in. Kick it out. Kick it in. Like the the Flint Tropics back in the day. It's this is the way the game's played now. And if you don't adjust, you're going to get left behind. That's the fact of the matter. Let's take a break when we come back. Thornton's text line. I also have thoughts on. Have you seen all these Duke stories or Duke Carolina stories about? oh, these super Duke and Carolina fans, they had their weddings planned, and now they're having to balance weddings in the Final Four. I've got thoughts on this. And what? I've, I've expressed these thoughts. Carolina fans got mad at me. Duke fans got mad at me. I don't care. We're going to talk about it in the show. We'll do that after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show rolling on here on a Thursday on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. No more
2: Mr. Nice Guy. No more Mr. Glee. No more. He's sick. He's a sickie. Guess who just got
1: back today? Them wild-eyed boys that had been away haven't changed. Had much to say, but man, I still think them cats are crazy. They were asking if you were around, how you was, where you could be found. I told them you were living downtown, driving all the old men crazy. The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. I said,
0: this is a TK fave.
1: No, there's a theme today.
0: I enjoy this song. I can't help it.
1: Why wouldn't you enjoy the song?
0: I also always think of the tweet where it was like it's kind of effed up how there's like. A, 100,000 songs about Christmas, but only one about the boys being back in town. That's all I can think of. Like, every, every time I hear it. about that? Yeah, I initially think about it.
1: Was that your tweet? Or? No,
0: no. It was a one of the viral like early days of Twitter, back okay. in the day. Uh, 502-414-1450, that's the Thornton's tax line. We'll take some of your thoughts now, and I'll get into ripping Duke Carolina a little bit later, because oh. I'm already I, I Look, I started the week going into this with an open mind. I'm sure once the game rolls around, I'm going to enjoy it and get excited about it, because like, I mean The storylines are the storylines. It's Duke, Carolina, arch rivals, playing in the Final Four, meeting in the NCAA tournament for the first time, potentially Coach K's last game, all that good stuff. But at the present moment... I'm just about to vomit reading some of the stuff that's out there right now. So, um, Luckily, uh, I've been sleeping through it. Exactly. You, 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 you've <laughs> done the right thing. Look, you, you've handled this you, you, really. you've, you've handled this in the most mature <laughs> fashion possible, which is just to ignore it all by sleeping. And props to you. you. You did the right thing. So let's go to the text line real quickly here. Text text Mike, I'm not hearing much about Kamari Lands. Is he still solid? And is he good enough to give a major impact next year? As of, what, three days ago, he's answering questions on – his Instagram account on his story and basically saying I'm still locked in, still committed to Louisville, love Kenny Payne. I'm actively trying to recruit, uh, Sky Clark. He somebody asked him about DJ Wagner and he was like, I don't know who DJ Wagner is, (laughs) but, uh, he's, he's working on his class. So just based off of that, and I think he's made public comments. I think he's put it in writing in an interview with one of his, uh, local hometown papers saying like, I still plan on going to Louisville. It sounds like to me the only way that Kamari Lance doesn't wind up at U of L is if this new coaching staff says says thanks but no thanks. And I can't imagine they would because to answer the second part of your question, I absolutely think he's good enough to have an impact next year, a major impact. I think he could be a starter next year, depending he's, on I'm,
1: I'm amazed that Arizona Arizona State didn't go after him harder then. And, is, and is he from well,
0: Arizona? Everybody thought when he committed to Louisville, everybody thought he was going to Arizona State. Like when yeah. he when he the day that he announced his commitment, there was a widespread assumption that he was committing to Bobby Hurley. And when he picked Louisville, it was kind of a shocker. Which has never worked out poorly for us in the past. <laughs> Just, I w- I'm not going to use the phrase, fell into our lap, but it was a surprise that Kamari Lanz went ahead and committed to Louisville. But he sounds like he's still set on being a Cardinal, which is great. Texas L is returning. You're right. That is right. L is up. L is back. Texas, Mike, did you hear the governor of North Carolina has proclaimed North Carolina as the, quote, center of the college basketball universe? Is this not the most idiotic thing that you've ever heard?
1: Was he said the governor? Or that he said the governor?
0: Yeah, governor of North Carolina. Yeah. Governor Roy Cooper has said North Carolina is officially the center of the college basketball universe. If you're talking about for this weekend, okay, in general, I no, that's, hell no. I mean, Get out of here. Yeah, that's, come on. And also, I mean, you're two of the eight teams playing this weekend. College basketball extends to the women's game too. We got Louisville playing Friday. I think we're the center of the college basketball universe.
1: Yeah, but Kansas feels that same way too. Villanova, too. Villanova, Philadelphia. Philly.
0: Yeah. Speaking of, I'll transition seamlessly here.
1: South Carolina. South Carolina's offended by this. It's like, really North Carolina?
0: Are you ready for a little coaching staff buzz?
1: Ooh, I always want a good buzz.
0: A name to keep an ear out for. That's all I've got. Okay. Not saying this is definitely going to happen, just saying that there's at least interest, mutual
1: interest. Let me hit the message for us. Hold on.
0: <laughs> Rutherford says.
1: Rutherford says. That just keep
0: an ear out for this name. Ashley Howard.
1: Ashley Howard.
0: Ashley Howard, perhaps most famously, was the top assistant at Villanova for both their national championships in 2016 and 2018. He got the head coaching job at LaSalle, was seen as this, it was a slam dunk hire, home run hire for LaSalle. I was going
1: to ask if it was he or she. Is it was him? Yeah. Well, well, Ashley, it could be either
0: way. Fair. Did not go great for him at LaSalle. I have to say that. He coached there for four seasons. Um, 45 and 70 was his overall record. They weren't great this year. They got a little bit better as they went along, but he got fired after an 11-19 season this past season. But great ties to the Northeast okay. from that general area where now you've got Purvis Ellison up there doing his thing. You had Kenny Payne with direct ties up there as well. I think it would be a good hire. I, I know that it's not – ta- when we've talked in the past about wanting to get a, a coach – on the staff who had prior head coaching experience, maybe could help Kenny paint out with the the day-to-day type stuff. Maybe a guy whose only stint was four not-so-great years at LaSalle isn't what we were all thinking. But if it's a guy who also has been known as one of the best assistants assistants in the game prior to becoming a head coach and then now also has that experience on top of it, I think that that's a guy you take. He was a great recruiter at Nova. He was a great developer of talent talent at Nova. He apparently was an integral part of that culture that they've built, which has allowed them to go um, to three Final Fours now in six seasons. If they end up winning the national title this year, they'll have half of the last six national championships in in men's college basketball. He was a big part of establishing that. We want to establish... I mean, I think everybody in college basketball looks around and looks at Nova and says, we may not do things exactly the same way, but we'd love to have that culture. I want Louisville to have that culture. No way around it. Why not bring in one of the guys who helped make that happen? I'd be fine with this.
1: I'm good with... This addition to the staff, but n- this isn't the still veteran that I want. Like, you want to include this with Nolan and still said veteran co- head coach? I'm good with, but this isn't the veteran. Like, you're you're selling me on this guy's points or everything that you're basically selling Kenny Payne to me on. The only difference is the four years of LaSalle. I mean, great recruiter, good assistant. Well, he's also
0: and he's also not going to be a head, the head coach of Louisville.
1: No, but he's going to be, but. When we talk about having someone with veteran tie, I mean, listen, I mean, if it's all about having veteran, most of your experiences as an assistant, well, Kenny's got that, Nolan's got that,
0: and again, though, I mean, we're bringing him on to be an assistant, like,
1: and but I still want, I'm just, I'm just saying, I don't want this to be the when we talk about having a veteran head coach or someone with head coach right. experience. this is not. I'm not, I have no problem with this. I'm, I'm optimistic, optimistic about adding, you know, Ashley to the staff, but. You know, I don't, that's not the coach with head coaching experience as an assistant that I'm looking for.
0: I hear you. I, I think the other thing that you have to take into account is all these guys that we've talked about, you know, John Beline and all these. Like, they're probably none of them are serious options for us to bring in here. No,
1: well, Beeline's not. But I, I, the name that I have mentioned in the past is Ernie Kent. I've heard Ernie Kent's not an option. Well, okay. Well, yeah, I have not heard Don't think that. he's interested. Maybe him and Kenny didn't get along too much. In no, I think there. they
0: did. I think he's just kind of he, he's he's past that. And also, like I, I don't but think there's
1: other guys like you, we out of nowhere came Trent Johnson with pageant. I mean,
0: well, he, and he's he's just now taking another job.
1: I, and I wasn't mean specifically him. I'm just saying that that kind of did come out of nowhere.
0: It came out of nowhere because he got fired so late in the, True. the the off season. Like he nobody expected him to be available, and it well, was what? too late for him well, to it it get another gig. Weighed, maybe
1: <laughs> shut
0: your mouth. You want to talk about heads rolling. <laughs>
1: right, we'll wait assistant.
0: <laughs> we'll wait and Jaren Sauer. Just, yeah, bring just bring him over. Why not? Um, but that's the name to keep an ear out for. I would be excited about it. I think he would be a, a welcome addition to the staff. Like Trevor said, maybe not the most. Doesn't fit the role of the guy that we've been talking about, but he also brings more of a recruiting element and I think more of a past assistant coaching success element than the other head coaches that we were talking about filling that role of, Past head coach who can help you out a little bit. I
1: mean, other than the four years at LaSalle, what's the difference between him and Nolan Smith, though?
0: Well, other I mean, than
1: maybe other, other than obviously the where well, they coached at, maybe the regions.
0: I mean, the big difference is he was the right-hand man at Villanova for Jay Wright. Nolan okay. Smith's never well, been never like been he's been, right. been behind Shire in that if you want to look at the pecking order yeah, yeah, of the Duke okay. assistant staff. Um, the thing that may, I guess, raise a red flag with some people is he was also an assistant on Chris Mack's staff at Xavier for one season man, in 2012-13. Right yeah. uh, Drexel, he was there for four years before going to Xavier, and then he started his coaching career as an assistant at LaSalle. He so, played at Drexel. He played at Drexel. you're correct. So he
1: played under Bruiser Flint? Uh,
0: would that have been the Bruiser Flint era? It was 99 to 02.
1: So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember exactly when Bruiser Flint
0: I think have. they may have predated Bruiser Flint, but I'm not 100% sure. Uh, text or back to the text line, 502-414-1450. He says, Mike, good thing your kids weren't a little older where you would have gotten coerced into keeping Jeff Pauls. They did. Virginia did find out about the cat last night. Well,
1: how did she find out?
0: I mean, they, when I was at radio, they told her. And so of course she wanted to go outside and see it. And she went outside and saw it, but she did not, I mean, she's, she's too young to, I think lobby for keeping a cat. Like she's, if you tell her that's not even an option, then she's fine with it. She's, she's two and a half. She's not going to put up a fight. She knows that like Penny's her dog. And I don't think she understands the concept of like, you can add more pet, pets if you want, like at least not yet.
1: By the way, Bridger Flint, he, he, uh, he came in at the – he never played for Bridger Flint. Bridger yeah. Flint's first year was this year, year after he left.
0: There you go. So. Gotcha. Uh, text says, ladies and gentlemen, it's 3.30, all aboard the derailment train in full steam. <laughs> Choo-choo.
1: What, what did I say at 3.30? Who
0: knows? But the next test uh, text immediately after that was, Trevor's neurons in his brain go from point A to point B like Billy from Family Circus. <laughs>
1: I don't think I've seen Billy from Family Circus.
0: Family Circus sucks. It's what? every time I read. Oh, Family was a comic strip, right? Yeah, the comic strip yeah, back okay, in the day. Yeah, yeah. I hated everybody in Family Circus. Every time I read it, I'm like, oh, I want to kill this dad. I, I, I can't stand this. That dad. was the
1: Family Circus was the one that was on like the side with like uh, next to Marmaduke. Yeah,
0: a... it was never funny. Yeah, I don't know. I remember. Oh come it. on! I I, I despise I mean, Family of a Beetle, Circus.
1: Bailey Calvin and Hobbes guy myself, but I'm I mean, only Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin Hobbes is Calvin Hobbs. fantastic. I told you I read the whole like I had, used to read the big book of Same. Calvin Hobbes. I had like five of it. Yeah, it
0: was. Incredible, uh, Texas. Please don't let TK cook crystal meth with fentanyl. <laughs> you well,
1: just, are you want me to cook crystal meth another way, there, Texas? Come on, killing
0: people. Uh, Texas, are there any more assistant coaching rumors outside of Nolan Smith? Please know Dennis Felton. Uh, the Dennis Felton stuff, I think was, I think a total miscommunication. I think the name that was supposed to get put out there was uh, George Felton, and then Dennis's name just kind of friendly fire. George Felton, he had been a coach at South Carolina back in the day, and I have no idea. Yeah, Dennis Felton. Poor poor Dennis just got, like, thrown to the wolves out there. He's like, he's like, there's not even any interest. Everyone's like, I don't want Dennis Felton. I'd rather be a fan of UK than have Dennis Felton here. And Dennis Felton's like, I'm not even an option. I, somebody just messed my name up.
1: I feel like Dennis Felton's, like, sitting in his house somewhere retired. He starts getting, like, just tagged on Twitter nonstop.
0: <laughs> what did I do, honey? Louisville, why,
1: why is my phone beeping? What is this?
0: I think Louisville might be interested. We've got something here. People keep hanging
1: up, calling the house and hanging up now, honey. Poor Dennis. <laughs> Poor Dennis getting harassed for no reason.
0: Just like throwing out names that nobody wants, like that aren't even interested, and like, what <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> like, Stop blowing up Tom Crean's Twitter. Like, he's not even an option. Frank Hates is available.
1: Well, people keep planting notes on our doors to stay out of Louisville.
0: Texas, <laughs> uh, I'm totally fine with guys reopening their recruitment. Also totally fine with Sam transferring. I'm not sure I want a team full of max guys for KP to work with. Let's face it. They're hit and miss at best. Patino might not have had the best talent either, but he got he got the best out of them. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you've seen a whole lot of. There's been a little bit of it because whenever you have a quote unquote negative headline, which is a player leaving or a player decommitting, people are going. Some people are going to react to that in a negative fashion, but for the most part, I think Louisville fans have looked at the decommitment of Frederick King, the decommitment of Deontay Davis and the transfer announcements of Sam and Gabe and said, this is what we all expected. Like, we didn't expect to have everybody back and everybody who was committed, signed, and and on the roster next year. Like, we expected there to be significant roster turnover. That's what happens when you win 13 games in a season (laughs) a year after missing the NCAA tournament, and you bring in an entirely new coaching staff. Like, you don't expect to have 11 guys back and basically the same team from one year to the next. And, I mean, Kenny Payne, with the promise of bringing in better players, higher-rated recruits, you knew that some some guys were going to be kind of forced out, and I, I think that's what you've seen. So, Rose,
1: we won thirteen games back to back years.
0: Yeah, and even know one what. was slightly more, was slightly better than the other.
1: I know. <laughs> it just clicked in my head, though. We said back to back thirteen more seasons. God.
0: <laughs> Once again, like when we say stuff like that aloud, you're like, I know exactly. <laughs> it just really makes it sink in in a different it's way. Sad, it does. Texted good song selections today.
1: Thank you. And there is a theme today.
0: The texture's previous text was what in the actual bleep was that outro song from yesterday?
1: From out from yesterday?
0: Yeah. It was when you played the uh the mash song after we'd been talking oh, about. Oh yeah, it. oh yeah,
1: that would guarantee <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you, if you didn't know if you didn't know the reference to that, then that would be I would have been like, "What the hell?"
0: Yeah, we're that like, <laughs> "Let's go." <'cause> <laughs>
1: is painless. What is the the show trying to tell me?
2: <laughs>
0: they were so excited for a second. The music yeah. just did not jive <laughs> with that. Uh, Texas, does it worry that you that Howard coached under Mac for a season? We, we're getting to the text that we've talked about afterward. Um, no, no,
1: one season does not scare me. No.
0: Um, Texas, other than four years of experience, what's the difference between him and the guy with no experience? Trevor in charge of hiring would be hilarious <laughs> you would i mean I, I want you to be more visible I want you to have more of a like a public role so I could just hear like Trevor like Trevor is like the i don't know the press secretary for some major politician would be wonderful. I, I would love to see you as like White House press secretary or press secretary for the governor and just you falling into a uh, awful trap and then trying to dig your way out of it and then just getting mad and personally insulting everybody. Like, oh, what, I would. Well, if you guys don't like it, you can just shut up. Like, like what, what, what do you want me to say at this point? I, I said he's been mayor for 75 years. Fact check me if you want. I'm standing by that. Was
2: he? <laughs>
0: you can't prove me wrong. It's like, well, we've got... The, can you prove me wrong? His you Wikipedia say page right. says exactly... Well, Wikipedia. Oh, you got Wikipedia. Like that, that would be... You'd just be fighting with reporters constantly.
1: <laughs> Maybe they should... Be. <laughs> And stay in their lane. You
0: just, like, walk up to the dais and, like, slam your papers down and be like, all right, a-holes, what do we got today? Just the most contentious press oh, secretary of all time.
1: You tell me if the White House secretary did that, that wouldn't have been, that wouldn't be great. All right. Well, okay, what do you slap I mean Who's got questions, stupid or otherwise?
0: Take says crystal meth and fentanyl was time stamped at three thirty. There you go. <laughs> Bring that one up, KRC. All right, let's get a break. When we come back, uh, I want to get into North Carolina yeah, Duke stuff meth, a little right? bit. What isn't fentanyl? in I, that I mean, mean, fentanyl's extremely. That's what kills people. I don't think. Yeah, it's, that's
1: part of crystal meth. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't hold me to that. I've never done crystal meth. I, but mean, I don't know.
0: You brought it up unprompted, so I barely.
1: You. I mean, I figured you would know more than me because at least you've watched Breaking Bad.
0: I have watched Breaking Bad. Yeah. My wife's also a pharmacist. I think she could probably help out a little bit. Yeah. All I know is fentanyl's not great.
1: Yes, it's this part. It's one of the main ingredients in cough cough medicine, isn't it?
0: I don't think so. I and
1: mean, then you add like some lighter
0: fluids. Some is that what is that is that what cough syrup is? No, that's what crystal meth is. I, I mean, <laughs> I, how did we end up here? I don't think fentanyl <laughs> is supposed to be in crystal meth. I know it's in heroin, right? Maybe
1: that's what I'm thinking of.
0: I mean, yeah. Like, like, I mean, they're both pretty bad. When you see people ODing, it's because typically like, fentanyl's been added to a drug where it's not supposed to be it.
1: Yeah, heroin's the bad one.
0: Well, not yeah.
1: that I'm saying, not that I'm advocating people should do cocaine or anything. Crystal you know? meth's not great. No, no, no. It's not
0: good either. I, Bre- Breaking Bad did teach me that. Don't make meth. Don't sell it. Don't really? use it. You stay know, away from meth. You,
1: you needed an AMC show to tell you to stay away from meth?
0: It was about the sixth season where I was like, <laughs> yeah. Mary just texted it and just said no. <laughs> there you go.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> on that note, thank you, Mary. <laughs> fentanyl is a powerful opioid. I knew that. Uh, on that, on that note, let's take a break.
1: <laughs> the drug guy. That's someone. Know the assistant is?
0: <laughs> Mary. No, it is not in cough syrup. <laughs> okay.
1: Is it heroin, Mary?
0: <laughs> now I kind of want you to work in the medical industry. <laughs> it isn't heroin. I, I mean I know okay, I can okay. I can tell you that.
1: Okay, so I got crystal as a heroin mixed up. Oopsie doo. And cough
0: syrup just cough tossed syrup. in there. As well. Okay, for the fourth time. We're gonna go to break now when we come back. Duke Carolina talk, hopefully less drug talk. That's hour number two of the Mike Rutherford show. And it's on the way next here on the Big X. Boys are I'd like to start the second hour of today's Mike Rutherford show by congratulating Trevor Kelsey on completely derailing the show and the text line, because now it's all about drugs and fentanyl and what it is in and what it's not in.
1: And whether it's an assistant coach at UofL. Whether
0: or not it's a potential <laughs> staff addition or recruit for next year's roster. My wife's dying. I mean, she's she's like... No, fentanyl's not in cough syrup. It's a powerful opioid. It's also not supposed to be in heroin either, although you know, what's the supposed recipe for heroin? But you can lace it with uh, fentanyl, which makes it more dangerous, and that's what a lot of people OD on.
1: Okay. Maybe that's for another name then.
0: Heroin is derived from morphine, but yeah, it can be laced with it, which makes it far more lethal. The texter says Trevor Kelsey for Surgeon General. <laughs> that might be like your <laughs> This all the best the possible back. job for you. This
1: is how I can best remember Louisville assistant coach's name. <laughs> it sounded like football. That's how it
0: the texture comes in. I must have missed how meth got mentioned in the show today. Are you all trying to expand the show for listeners in eastern Kentucky? <laughs> uh, how it got pronounced was uh, Trevor once again mispronounced uh, Ross McMahon's name, called him Ross McMahons. And <laughs> better, though. So for the seventh time, I quizzed him on the third assistant coach's name, which he's never been able to get. Uh, he failed miserably again. And when I told him, first of all, do you know it right now?
1: Yeah, it's um, Fenton. No. Dennis Fent, um, um Mike Fent, Fent, Fenton, Fenton? No. Fenton?
0: Cahill. Cahill. Cahill Fenton. Fenton. And, and that led to Trevor thinking, it always reminds me of uh, uh, crystal meth, <laughs> <laughs> and, which I understandably was not following. And then he said, because fentanyl's in crystal meth, which I said, I don't think that's accurate. And as it turns out, fentanyl, is not in crystal meth. Well, then what's
1: in crystal meth?
0: Texas, I think you're mixing it up with pseudoephedrine, uh, which is in medicines like Sudafed.
1: That could be it. Well, then How do you make crystal meth?
0: Isn't it? I mean, just like cocaine with baking soda. No, it's not cocaine. Up?
1: It's like co- it's like cough medicine because that's why you have to have like you have to like give your ID when you buy cough medicine, right?
0: Now. I mean, yeah, my wife and her sister are both uh, pharmacists. pharmacists. And like yeah. the one who worked at Kroger back in the day, she's like, you could just tell like people would come in like shaking and like not making eye contact, <laughs> and they're like, "I need like fifty five things of cough syrup." And they're like, "No, we we can't give that." To I've got
1: you. a cough. <clears throat> I mean, uh-huh. it's got, yeah, it's got cough medicine. I think it's something to do with matchbooks. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's like lighter fluid involved in some way. Um, Drano, maybe. I don't know it's. I know it's a bunch of household items.
0: It's honestly, it's a good thing that neither one of us really this know. Probably is. If you've been able to reel that off very quickly, I would have been a little bit concerned. I
1: love the person just tuning in right now. It's like, why are we talking about the directions how to make meth?
0: I, I'm sitting. I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, I'm, why are we talking about? I mean, about, we
1: understand how bad this little basketball season was, people. But come on,
0: draw I mean, line. You and I would it be the worst Breaking Bad remake of all time? We'd just be like, what do we do here? Like, <laughs> we've we've got nothing.
1: And by the way, yes, I've still never finished Breaking Bad. I know. I, I'm, and I'm staying and it away from spoilers. I, I, for some, something in me wants to eventually watch it. Like some shows I'd be like, okay, I've given up. I'll tap out. I might watch it. But just tell me how. You know, tell me a spoiler. Like Breaking Bad, I have purposely avoided spoilers this entire time. Like even when I watch like lists that like talk about, you know, so-and-so things and shows. and
0: So you don't know what happens at the end? No. I am pretty like, sure I've said one big thing.
1: If you did it win in one or not the other, thank you. That's not surprising. No, if it, if it's about uh I think now I ha- I do know that someone did spoil the the death of um uh Ritter, Kate, the Ritter girl to me one time. Okay. Which I was kind of mad about that. But that's about I kind of figured that was coming anyway cuz that's about where I stopped watching originally was when she was introduced into the show.
0: Texas says y'all suck at making drugs. <laughs> that's why we're on radio.
1: That's a good thing, right? Yeah. Is this? Is there, do you really? Is there, is there anyone who wants to brag about making drugs? Look, we tried. I mean, we've tried, apparently we tried. That's why we're the big X we put now. The fentanyl and our crystal meth it didn't work out too well.
0: Takes that I missed the scoop on fentanyl. Is he a five star? Trevor has us all confused.
1: It's <laughs> somewhere there are message boards right now going. Mike Werther for show update. Big time recruit fentanyl. When's he? When's he arriving?
0: Ashley Howard and what goes into crystal meth on today's show. Texas, between all the poop fertilizing Trevor's backyard and the ingredients he thinks goes into meth, his house is an explosion <laughs> waiting to happen. <laughs> oh my god, uh, Texas! But Rick uh, James said cocaine's a hell of a drug.
1: He did. Texas, but Tre- you don't know Dope Coke, just heroin usually.
0: Texas says Trevor. Whenever a press member introduces themselves before a question, ha ha, huh? Who is that? A real newspaper? Texas says fentanyl isn't in my crystal meth.
1: <laughs> I like that. T- <laughs> That text, I like that. Text says,
0: Trevor is a press secretary. Quote, we only care about the statistics when it supports our argument. I mean, that's press secretaries now pretty much anyway.
1: We only care about what? Say it again?
0: Our uh, statistics when they back up our argument. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> text says, young for y'all, but zits was great. I don't know what zits Zitz? is. Zits?
1: I don't know what, that is. I don't know what I I that's in
0: reference Yeah. Yeah, I, me too.
1: I mean, I don't, like, how was zits? Who was happy to have zits? I don't know. Is this a drug that I don't know about?
0: I don't know. Uh definitely on it. Text <laughs> says, "Hey Mike, big fan. Are you going to the Masters next week? This is a a friend of mine now. That's that, like my somehow my friend. I got like multiple friends who got tickets to the Masters this year. Won the lottery."
1: Yeah, hey. I think I had a um I want to say I had a buddy that won one of those like practice course tickets or uh, one time.
0: I want to go. Never win. Every year they send me, send me the email. Didn't get tickets. Never been. Hate it. Have you never oh,
1: gone to a you never been to the Masters in general? No. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's Hard to get tickets. They have only ever, give it to the lottery. Have you ever gone to like any of the major golf?
0: The ones at Valhalla are the only ones well, I've the been ones to locally. Yeah, I went to the first PGA that was here in '96. I remember that. One, I yeah. went to the Tiger one in 2000. My
1: buddy worked that one. He worked like the like a carts day and oh, one. it was wonderful. Yeah.
0: Uh, I went to the Ryder Cup in 08 when it was here, and then I didn't go in 2014 because we were actually about to get married and uh, I had stuff going on, but went to the other ones.
1: Does the, the masters that start next week, I guess, or is yeah. it this week? Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, Texas has this turned into a card chronicle comment section. I hope not. Kind of, <laughs> kind of has. Uh, texture says. Um, mike hunter down here i'm a huge fan a girl i know babysits your kids and they're super funny who do you think will stay for the cards basketball team uh well we talked we hey first hour we talked about it we know sydney curry's staying we know ellis is staying it's before the show derailed actually we assumed that yeah we had a solid 40 minutes of sports discussion and then trevor mentions fentanyl instead of Cahill fennel and boom here we are half hour later Should've tuned in on time buddy yeah that's
1: <laughs>
0: there's such a There's such a limited window. If you miss the sports talk, then It's not coming back. The podcast is going to have to be your only means of of finding this out. Um, God. uh, Who's coming back? Trevor and I both talked about this. The word has been Kenny Payne wants to keep five guys from last Mm -hmm. year's team. And we picked our remaining three. We know Sam's gone. We know Gabe's gone. I think we assume Noah Locke's gone. And we probably assume Matt Cross is gone. My three, the ones that I would pick to stay – uh, would be Jalen Withers, Mike James, and um, who am I forgetting? Uh, Wheeler. Roosevelt Wheeler, thank you. you. Wheeler, yeah. And Trevor picked the same two, but he replaced Wheeler with J.J. Trainor. Yeah. And I think that the three that Trevor picked, I think are the most likely three to hang around. I think at the end of the day, it's going to be J.J. Trainer, Mike James, and uh, Jalen Withers.
1: I'd like to say, I mean, screw it, let's make it four. And I mean, when Wheeler comes back too, I mean, I would be.
0: Could be. I mean, I, I think honestly,
1: those are the only probably four I would be okay with bringing back in general. I mean, I I don't want to say it because I, I mean I wouldn't mind bringing back Dre Davis. I just don't expect it to with his with his little brother's decommitment. It just
0: I'd be fine with Dre coming. Yeah, back. I, I'd lo- be okay. I love Dre. I
1: love Dre. I don't want to make it sound like I don't like Dre. I, I would I would want Dre. I just don't. I feel like I just feel like that's not going to happen now. I mean, I'm and with I you. Just shouldn't even bother getting my hopes up for it.
0: As a pharmacist, I can assure you that f- fennel isn't in heroin, crystal meth, or pain patches. Also, please don't Google how to make crystal meth. You may have new friends with windbreakers <laughs> at your house. Yeah, my wife's mind has just like been blown. She's just like she's like just like I've stopped reading her text because she's just correcting everything that we say. I'm like I get it. You know this stuff. I don't. My wife also does the thing where she like refers to, you know, we get the the off brand drugs. Like we don't get Advil, we don't get Tylenol, we get acetaminophen. And she'll be like, Hand me the." phosphorescent d d d d I'm like just say the one in the purple bottle okay like I I don't know these drugs you do and like or she'll be like hey me get the tylenol on I'm like do you mean the acetaminophen or the whatever's over here she's like yeah I'm like you've got to say that like I don't know I didn't go to pharmacy school I'm not practicing I don't know these names you Man, do the
1: closest thing to fancy that, that I would call I'd be profen yeah I mean Man, it, that's like the fanciest name I could call that ty- which is not the only thing I take I mean God. I don't I don't I'm not I'm not big on like I I that's why I just, when I get sick like this, I take some Tylenol and I just sleep. I'm not, I mean, I'm not Christian scientist or anything. I just don't, just. I'm not big on taking medicines. I don't know what to take.
0: Yeah. Texas, I'm listening to the, I was listening to the KRC podcast. And after you all started talking about the 2014 Sweet 16 versus Louisville, I had to go and watch the last four minutes. Two things. Free throws were not a problem for UK. It was a problem for U of L. Alex Poitras made Luke Hancock look like a mid-major scrub that was not the most reigning, outstanding player in the last four minutes. I disagree with that. I mean, Luke Hancock kept us in that game. Uh, Rick wanted no part of this handshake. Well, no, he he didn't. The thing that stands out to me, the last four minutes of that game, because I I usually turn it off when UK starts to make a comeback, when I've watched it.
1: As far as I've seen it, I can't even remember, to be honest with you.
0: Poitras absolutely fouled out with like four minutes left. They didn't call it. They didn't call the foul on Mango. Still should have made the shot. And then Russ my god i don't know what he's doing on kentucky's last possession he just leaves harrison wide open in the corner for no reason just dives into the middle of the lane to cut off a a drive that was being well defended and just leaves their best three-point shooter who just had hit a game winner the the game before wide open in the corner I, i'll never understand I mean, and he shot free throws so poorly down the stretch
1: as, I mean, as much as russ was loved as, as a defensive player off-ball defense was not his best. He he always had a knack of losing track of his man if his man didn't have the ball in his hand. He he was he's the all-time he was,
0: steals leader for a reason. Uh, yeah. It was a lot of gambling. I think it paid off more than it hurt us, it but did. there were times like that where it really hurt us. I mean,
1: anytime his man didn't have the ball. I mean, on ball I was I was love Russ, but if his man didn't have the ball, there would be times you would you could see you could just watch him. You just watch him only. He's he would kind of just lose track of his guy because he's watching that ball.
0: He had a one-track mind defensively. Yeah, he, he was he was a ball hawk, and I mean, it, yeah. kind of like on offense, like it was feast or famine. And mm-hmm. thankfully for us during those years, feast outweighed famine. But there definitely were times where you're like just just stay on your guy. Like like we're we're okay. You don't need, yeah. especially then when the game's on the line. We just need one stop. And uh I've never gone back
1: and we watched that game. Don't. I don't think I've watched it since 2014.
0: You shouldn't. I mean, it's off. It's a terrible yeah. experience.
1: I mean, why would anybody want to go back and rewatch a loss of your favorite team?
0: I don't know. I've done it. Um, I mean, why? Some I don't know. Just I mean, morbid get, curiosity. I
1: mean, if you're getting paid maybe to do it, like to break it down in some way, that's what I get. But I mean, why would anybody want to make themselves suffer like that for free?
0: Texas, the Masters commercial started like a month ago, and now I just catch myself randomly saying, Georgia, like Georgia? Ray Charles. Yeah. Can somebody, nobody's ever answered this for me. And I've been, I feel like I've been talking about this ever since I started writing anything on the internet why do they have to advertise the masters like six months in advance and that's that's not oh my god like anytime you're watching a sporting event on cbs even if it's like december like when they do the the cbs sports classic with kentucky and ohio state and ucla north carolina Mm -hmm. they've got masters commercials going on then Mm -hmm. if you're a if you're a golf fan you know where the masters is and, and you know where to go to watch it and if you're not you're probably not watching anyway I'll never. Point. Exactly. I'll, I'll never understand why they just beat this thing into the ground. Like we know we get it. And if we don't know, then we don't want to know.
1: I mean, I always guess I always kind of remember it's around April just because I'm used to seeing it for the first time during the NCAA tournament. Term, yeah, tournament Constantly. So, yeah.
0: I just, it's never made sense to me why they beat that thing at the ground. Like,
1: I mean, it's right there with some practical Joker promos right during the games.
0: So. But is there anybody who watches college basketball during March or watches any CBS sporting event in February or January who's like, holy bleep, the Masters is in April this year and it's on CBS? I'm going to have to tune into that thing. Like, no. Like, If you know, you know. We don't. You could run zero Masters commercials, and diehard golf fans who love the Masters are going to be tuning in. They, they know what to do and when to go there. I just – it doesn't make sense to me.
1: I mean, I can't tell you when any other tournament is. I mean, masters. I can always these around the end of the basketball tournament, though. I, I mean, it's April. I don't remember. I, I forget. Can you name it. the
0: three other majors?
1: Um, well, the Open and the PJ Open?
0: <laughs> is that one of them?
1: No. Uh, the uh, the, uh, the British Open.
0: British Open. That's uh, that's also just known as the Open. You combine the other two. PJ Championship. PJ Championship. British Open. Yeah.
1: And I'm forgetting one, right? Yeah. And the Masters is three. And Then the fourth one would be. The logical uh, answer here. What country do we live in? U.S. Open? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those are the four. All right. They've changed the order now, though. The British always, for some reason, I always remember the British because of Greg Norman when you're just reading about him, like, epically, like, failing in it or something. Against Nick Faldo. Yeah. Is that what it was? Okay. Why I remember, was it from the late 90s?
0: Yeah, it was, like, 90, I want to say 95, 96.
1: I don't know why I remember that. Like, I just remember reading in the, I want to say I was out of town with my family, like, in Gulf Shores or something, and it was, like, in the sports section. I it was remember. a big deal. Yeah, and it just always stuck with me. It's always I remember the
0: British Open. The only thing that I remember about that tournament, because the British Open had a great run in the 90s of just, like, catastrophe. Because you had that, you had John Velde getting his 17 when he's about to win on the oh, L18, like, yeah, just... pulling his pants up and getting in the water. Oh, it was one of the greatest sports collapses of all time. <laughs> but the only thing that I remember about the Greg Norman Masters when he choked it away to Nick Faldo was, like, that, because he had already an established history of blowing big tournaments in the last round. Okay. And I just remember turning on the coverage of the British Open that morning and hearing, I don't remember who the golf people were back then, but hearing like one of the analysts being like, this is all ridiculous. Like, make no mistake about it. Greg Norman's winning this tournament. Like he's like, he's like, and to think otherwise, like just made means that you haven't followed golf at all in your life. And, uh, and I was like watching that. And then as I watched, like he gave it away pretty quick, like pretty quickly after like five holes, you're like, oh, this is, this is going to be a thing. And I was like, where's, get, get that guy back on camera. He was so confident 20 minutes ago. Let's hear what he has to say now. Um, text says Norman choked against Faldo in the Masters. Did I thought he, it was the British Open? I, I thought it was too.
1: You said Masters a second ago, just
0: just now though. I did. You
1: did. Yeah. It was. I'm pretty sure you it was said Masters. British. Then you said British, like back to back. Just covering back. all my bases, yeah. so you can't, like, nobody can nobody can call me out. Like, I remember watching him in the Masters, and then when he fold, when he folded against Faldo in the British, I'm like, wait uh, a minute, he just combined two tournaments.
0: <laughs> uh, I guess it was Masters. 96 oh. Masters.
1: I thought it was the British Open.
0: So did I. I blew that. That's, Which one, that's on me. Who's the Hand one, up.
1: Who's the one? that There was a British. What, was it? I thought Norman was that the one he never won. Was the British Open maybe? And he just kept coming close but never could get it. Or was that somebody else? I'm thinking
0: of. I think he. I don't think he won the other three.
1: There was a reason why the British Open always stuck. with that? And it always. They kept talking about how the greens were so, like all like wacky and crazy, and the grass was all high and.
0: I think the British Open is the only one he ever actually won. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah.
1: I mean, can I get props for you to remember the name Greg Norman?
0: The shark, baby. I mean, there was, a, there was a brief period of time before Tiger's arrival where, like, Greg Norman was the dude in golf. Like, he was, like, the coolest guy. The shark, he had the hat. I just remember the SNL skit after he choked. I guess it was the Masters in 96 where they were, like, coming up with new nicknames. <laughs> they were like, because you can't be the shark if you're always going to fold. It was like, Greg, the the crab. It was, like, I pinch you just a little bit, but not enough to actually break the skin. And then it was like, Greg, the little girl Norman. It was it was a funny skit back then. Probably wouldn't fly now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I found it, funny.
0: Texter says, uh, "Boomers are getting older. Maybe they think they need a reminder. I don't even know what that's in reference to." Something I said? Yeah, I don't know. Texter says, "CBS does March Madness commercials year-round. Do they? I don't feel like I see those. I feel like I see the like the CBS the the overarching like sports coverage. Like we have this and this and this commercials all year round. I don't feel you like know. I don't see NCAA tournament stuff year-round. But maybe I'm just not watching sports on CBS when it's not. You know, well, I I watch NFL games.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't definitely don't see it during NFL games. I don't either." But then again, now, now think about it. I really guess I don't watch NFL. Well, yeah, I do watch them. But I was to say I, I watch mostly, you know, not always just local coverage. But it doesn't mean I'm not watching CBS covered games.
0: Texas says Trevor almost just said I'm not big on drugs, but then realized that was a lie. Of- <laughs> hey,
1: some that's that's part what you know, Texas. I don't count. I don't count some things. What you may consider a drug, I don't count it as a drug.
0: Texture says, Trevor eats toast and mashed potatoes as a light nighttime snack. He definitely knows what's in
1: math.
0: <laughs> uh, texture says, was talking about- Way man- too fat
1: to be a method. Come
0: on. He mentioned zits, and he was talking about- There was a newspaper cartoon, apparently, called Zits. Really? That's what the texture was re- I'd never heard of it either. Never heard of it. I pretty much just read Calvin and Hobbes, and I used to read the- see
1: if, you call, see if you're going to say what I'm, I'm thinking of.
0: What was the sports one?
1: There, you're going where I'm thinking of. In the sports section? Yeah. Take McNaira. No. Oh no, you didn't read Tank
0: No, I read the other one. Um where like Rick Bozic had a character named after him. Oh no, I, I It was about the coach. That.
1: Yeah, that was Tank McNair, I'm pretty sure. No. It was Tank something something like that. Oh, this is bad. Um I don't I can't I can't think of it. Because they pulled it in the late like early two thousands. It used to be on it used to be on the end, the bottom of the sports section. They had all like the box scores and like raw balls. Right. I
0: think it's. I, th- I thought it was named something different though, because I remember they used
1: to always make fun of the Mavericks in it constantly during the during the nineties when the Mavericks were really bad.
0: Somebody help me out. Like I, I know somebody's is is thinking what I am thinking. It was about a coach. It was a different. I don't know.
1: I am pretty sure we're thinking about the same thing.
0: Maybe. Tick says March twenty eighth, 2014 was the worst day of my life. Back to back titles were coming, and defeat was snatched from the jaws of victory. Yeah. I still remember the date, too. It's one of those I, I'll never forget.
1: It was awful. We would have played Michigan in the lead eight that year, wouldn't we? Yeah. Yeah, because Kentucky beat Michigan in the next round. Yeah,
0: They did. Texas, I wish our fans would shut the bleep up about free throw shooting. Uh, in every tournament lost for any team, you can point to either free throw shooting or three-point shooting. It's just the nature of college basketball. Well, sometimes. That game, definitely.
1: I mean, you don't hit shots, you're not going to win. I mean.
0: Oh, that's a Kentucky fan anyway. But that game for us, absolutely, would Free throw shooting was bad. Yeah, you got to make shots. It's pretty simple. Yeah, look, I've been saying this for years. Eventually, somebody's (laughs) gonna listen to me. (laughs) Texas instead of Masters commercials featuring Georgia from Ray Charles. I wonder how the commercial would be received with an uplifting rendition of "Suicide (laughs) Is Painless" from Mash. I'm guessing huge ratings increase.
1: Just watching, just watching golfers choke on on like clutch putts.
0: That are like uh, that would be awesome.
1: Could you imagine seeing? That, I would like that I, song with like watching like highlights of players missing game winning shots. I'd
0: watch, it. I'd watch it. Somebody tell me what the sports comic strip was that I'm thinking of that used to run on the sports page. Gilthorpe is what I'm thinking of. Gilthorpe. He was the coach. That was that what
1: replaced tank then.
0: I don't. I only remember Gilthorpe, but I would read it. I read that and Calvin Hobbes. They're the only comic strips that I ever read that I ever liked.
1: I mean, the one I'm thinking of was real.
0: right? I, I, yeah, no, I I know what you're talking about. I just never read it. I'm familiar with it. I just don't. I, I just never actually read it. Texas says, remind me not to do any crystal meth that Trevor makes. It clearly won't be any good. Well.
1: Okay. Well, I mean. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond
0: to that. Texas said, if only you guys had phones. I really want to call in and ruin Breaking Bad for Tra- Trevor for all the oh. wordles, movies, and TV shows that he spoiled for me over the last few months.
1: First of, oh, no, wait a minute. I've never given a bad spoiler for a television show on somebody, have I?
0: I don't know. I can't think of anything. Bobby, <laughs> Tank
1: Manero was a sports writer. That's what he was. Okay. I, I remember yeah. the strip. I just yeah. never read it. Just never read it. I think that's what got pulled for Gilthorpe, and I was mad. I was like, like teenage Trevor was like, screw this. <laughs> like, uh, when you go to Tank Manero's Wikipedia page, you can see also Gilthorpe.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed Gilthorpe. It, Rick Boses had a character named after him. I remember that's that. It uh, says, Trevor, uh, the cat names got me thinking about settling an old argument What's a better name for a certain apparatus, Preston Bowles or Hashimu Evans?
1: <laughs> uh,
0: the late great John Bong.
1: Uh, <laughs> Those are both really good, actually. Texter, Preston Bowles. I'm, I'm, what was the second one? <laughs> actually, Hashimu Evans. I'm going Hashimu Evans.
0: Hashimu Evans is pretty good.
1: That's pretty good. I mean, that's, that's something that seems more almost more creative.
0: Even I like just, that this one. is yet another derailment topic. I, we can't let this take off. I I, I, I get never, it.
1: I've I, never been one to name my uh, what, what what he what he, what, he, what was the fancy word he used for it apparatus apparatus. Uh, I mean, the closest I had was a three footer. I had that was purple that we called purple purple age. Okay,
0: okay. <laughs> That was, that was so all right, all right. That was, like, in the 90s. Okay. <laughs> okay, God. Texture, actual sports text. Here we go. Eh. I want to I, I wanna get your honest opinion about okay. okay. Can L actually play point guard for Kenny Payne? It feels like at 6'3", he's not the ideal size for a 2 for Coach Payne, who seems to be recruiting bigger guards.
1: Yeah, I, I think he can. I think he can play the point. I mean, traditionally, I mean... I don't know. I mean, do we, do, do we still have traditional point guards who have to, you know, get six, seven, eight assists a game? I mean, they're...
0: No, but they have to take care of the ball.
1: And you don't think Ellis can take care of the ball?
0: Based off what I saw this past year, he's going to have to go, I mean, he's going to have to make significant strides in decision-making.
1: He, he does, but I would hope to also think that as a player, you would make strides in in those categories from one year to the next.
0: You'd hope so. We haven't seen it in recent years. No. You hope the new staff is going to be able to make that happen. But
1: in defense of L. Ellis, we also haven't had a we haven't had a second year with him. I mean, we're just going from. I mean, for I mean, I think he's made strides. I think he made decent strides this season from start to finish.
0: He did, but he also still was kind of the same. Like at the end of the year, he still had, was the, had the same strengths and weaknesses that he had at the beginning of the year. Like When he was yeah. good, he was really good. He'd get into a rhythm, and he'd be a streaky scorer, and he single-handedly got us back in a, in a handful of games just based on his scoring ability. But I think he let his offense affect his defense too much. And he's never going to be, as quick as he is, he's never going to be the best ball handler unless he really, really works at it. I mean, how many times did we see last year where he just dribbled the ball off his foot with, with really light ball pressure? Like, that's... You can't do that if you're going to be the point guard on a team that hopefully is competing for, you know, top tier status in the ACC. I think he can. It's going to take significant improvement. I don't think it's ideal. I think in an ideal world you'd have a more traditional point guard like Sky Clark or like somebody else who might transfer Sky in.
1: Clark's a little tall and he's like 6'3" or something. Yes,
0: but it's I mean just based on the videos, the, just based on the highlights I've seen, I think he handles it a little bit better than L. Mm-hmm. But hey, ball handling can be improved. L needs to, as good as he was when he was good last year, the downside was was far more steep than it needs to be for next season. He's going to have to work a lot this off. I, and I love El. Like I think he's got all the potential in the world, but he's going to have to cut down the silly turnovers, and he's going to have to figure out. Like it was easy for him to get a step on guys last year. His biggest problem was what to do once you gain that advantage. Like he'd get into the lane, and then every now and then he'd finish really well at the rim but there were far many far too many times where he would just get his bleep thrown like because he, you can't shoot it through a six, 7 foot 1 shot oh, blocker yeah, I mean, or yeah. he would try to throw a pass just directly into two people like that's where that's the area where he has to improve the most either pull up for that little mid-range jumper go all the way to the rim if you've got it or don't leave your feet and make the right pass to the open guy like he just would leave his feet and have no idea what he's going to do like that decision making has to improve no, if he's going to be the point guard
1: no i agree i mean i just like I don't. Know, I guess. Do you need really need? A, I mean, as, as we talked about earlier, do you mean you don't need really a traditional big man in today's basketball? Do you really need a traditional point
0: guard? I think there. Are, every now and then, because I mean, we went to a final four with Tyquan Dean running the point, where he was not a traditional no, point. He was He two, basically he was just a, a two guard. Yeah. He was the guy who walked it up the floor. I think if you have enough ball handlers around you, you don't need a traditional point. If you have, there's been the stat that like seven of the last eight national champions have had a backcourt featuring two guys that can play point like, like that are kind of interchangeable. I think you need that. Like you, you need two guys at least two, and then hopefully a forward who handles it well enough to break pressure. Like we had Francisco Garcia on that Taequann Dean team, and he could basically play point two. Larry O'Bannon could handle it well enough to break pressure. And when you've got three guys that are pretty good at handling it, you don't need one guy who's really, really good at handling it. But the, the flip side of that is you look at the national championship team like Russ was even then a little erratic with the ball handling, and there wasn't a whole lot of other talent on that that roster as far as just like handling it and being able to break pressure. That's when you needed to have we needed to have Peyton Siva on that team because yeah. he could break pressure against anybody.
1: You know, I was going to say, how do you you were saying that? And I was like, how do you never
0: a Siva? Well, I was just saying like you know yeah, you I don't, don't know. need a Peyton Siva if you've got an O'Bannon, a Garcia and and other guys around you that can that can help you out. But if you don't, you got to have that that sure fire ball handler who can break pressures quick who makes the right decisions all the time so we'll see who else we get on this roster and figure out where we go from there but i'm with you like if you if if we get like sky clark and maybe a you know i don't know i assume kamari lands maybe could handle it well enough or a player like him that can handle it well enough on yeah, the wing I mean,
1: we don't know if lands can or not we haven't seen anything about him. right much maybe high school footage. yeah I mean. but if he can
0: then yeah i'd be okay with lls running the point because you wouldn't have to have the ball in his hands as much as quote-unquote traditional point
1: guard. Yeah, just because he's listed as the one doesn't mean he's actually right. being a
0: one. You know? uh, Texas. That's crazy that Trevor remembers the open for that reason and not Daly. Winning it in 95, Daly's opponent, Constantino Rocco, had an absolute meltdown after coming up big on 18 to force a playoff. Rocco recorded a triple bogey on 17 to gift wrap a win to Daly. Yeah, that was the one where Rocco drilled the putt from like 20 feet off the fringe no clue. to force a playoff. It was unreal. The only
1: thing I think of John Daly is when he won the Open back in, like, 90 or something, wasn't it? I mean.
0: That's what he's talking about. He won on in 95.
1: No, well, that wasn't his first one, though, was it? No, what was the, the U.S. Open when Daly became on the, like, boomed on the scene as John Daly? That was in early 90. That was in, like, 90, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, that's probably before my time. I, I just remember watching the British Open when, when,
1: he got to, when he got to be. The British Open was, like, his second one. He won the he won. I think those are his only two. He won the U.S. Open was his first one, I believe, is when he kind of won the
0: U.S. Open. He won the PGA in '91. Okay, that's when he
1: burst on the scene.
0: And then the Open in '95. Those are his only two majors.
1: I was thinking the first one because that's when he got like Sega Genesis games and I just remember the putt over the place.
0: I just remember the putt in '95 because you know typically if if something crazy happens to force a playoff, they'll show the guy who was in the clubhouse waiting. He's like practicing. He's he's hitting putts on the putting green, and he'll be like, "Okay, like you know, let's go," and just like talk to his caddy like straight laced. They showed Daly after that putt went in, and he was just like, you could tell he was just like, what the bleep. Like, he, he thought it was over, and he made no bones about trying to hide his emotions. He was so pissed that he had to keep playing. He's like, I thought I had this thing won. And then to his credit, he goes out there and wins the, uh, in the playoffs. Yeah, this
1: will be a question for you more than me. Is there a golfer more, success, with more that's more famous with least amount of big four wins than John Daly? Anna Kornikova.
0: <laughs> Never won a tournament. <laughs> yes, yes. Was the most famous women's tennis player in the world at the time?
1: <laughs> that's that's, that's I was thinking. I said I was thinking golfers, but yeah, you're probably uh yeah.
0: Golfers you're talking about famous golfers with less yeah,
1: they are just completely like worldly known that have just almost zero to the resume, which John Daly I mean what has two opens in what thirty years? I mean Yeah, two two major victories. Two majors, I mean
0: I think his fame probably supersedes his his yeah. resume. I
1: mean is there anybody that I'm, I mean for a while there it was Phil. Did Phil not have a lot of them, I guess? No, it
0: took him a while to finally win and now he's got plenty and he's he's won all of But Phil's not the one
1: that who's the one that passed away in the plane rack. That was Payne Stewart. Payne Stewart, okay.
0: I think the I mean right now the most famous golfer without a major is probably Ricky Fowler, who's more known for I've heard that name, Like being good looking and wearing Puma stuff and orange on Sundays. Close and
1: John Daly. He was just known for smoking cigarettes and drinking beer and being fat and out of shape. Being fat and hitting the ball a million yeah. miles. Yeah. I mean, being an American. Like grip grip no, it yeah. and rip it. Hell yeah. Grip it and rip it,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was, he, was, he was as close to Happy Gilmore as you can get.
1: Yeah. Before before Happy Gilmore was ever thought. Or yeah. 10 Cup. He was, I, mean, I guess I can't say, yeah. The Nanny Cornico, which was a good call. I mean, I just think there's another golfer out there that could be that famous with that little success.
0: No, there's not. I, yeah. I mean, I, like I brought up Ricky Fowler. He's not... Anywhere in the vicinity. Yeah.
1: He didn't get video games named it. No. You know, yeah. <laughs> like
0: daily was the deal in the night. I mean, it was, he was different. It was he was unique. Also,
1: he came, like him when I said 91, when he won that PJ champion, he came out of nowhere. Like if I remember, I could be wrong. Cause I'm not a big golf guy, but like, he was just like, it wasn't like someone that like came up through the ranks of college of golf or well, he was a rookie. It was yeah, his he just first year on the tour. Just blew, yeah. Just, just bam. Just showed up out of nowhere.
0: Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, I promised that North Carolina Duke talk and we did not deliver on that promise. Shockingly. Um I will, unless we get derailed again, talk about the, the Yeah. No. our house had Teddy Bongwater. Well, well
1: done. <laughs> That's good. When I like that one. God.
0: Uh, all right, let's go to break. When we come back, Duke Carolina talk. We'll crap on these people who are having weddings on Final Four weekend. It's your fault. Losers. It's not our fault. Yeah, you're losers. We'll talk about you and make fun of you after the break. It's Mike Rutherford Show on Thursday, March 31st on 1450
2: the Big X. All right.
0: In. wrapping up hour number two here the Mike Rutherford Show on a Thursday. Final day of March. April starts tomorrow. Sad to see March go, as always, but this year, eh, we'll be okay. Tomorrow means game day. I'm fine with it.
1: You big prank guy for April 1st?
0: No. I used to be... I've never been a prank I used to do it on the website, and then, like, one of them... Be, there, there was terrible news that I had to like talk about on April first one year, and people were like, "Oh, he's making a joke," and I'm like, no, oh, I kind of ruined that with it. Like one year, I put that Denny Crum was taking the NC State head coaching job, and NC State message boards ran with it, and then I would always moron. <laughs> 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 this was early internet, Mike Rutherford.
1: When when was this?
0: Ah, uh, I mean, this is probably like late two thousands, like oh seven, oh eight, oh nine, somewhere Does around there. I
2: really think Denny Crumb was going to take the NC State. Like on the <laughs> message,
0: like it became a thing. Like they're like they're like, We're actually receiving some reports that Denny Crumb might be interested. Like this is an interesting candidate. And I was like, Okay.
1: <laughs> no wonder if these state people hate you. <laughs>
0: I also one year I reported that Samardo Samuels was going pro because I didn't think it was gonna happen and then like two days later he announced that he was <laughs> going pro. I was like, Well <laughs> but the worst was so I had done an April Fool's joke. It may have actually been the Denny Crum year. And then that same day, unfortunately, like Marvin Stone died, like passed away. I oh, was that on April 1st? Yeah. Okay. And so I wrote the thing, and then people were like, oh, Rutherford's doing a prank again. I'm like, I'm not going to joke about a guy Why dying. Why would you make a – yeah. Exactly. I mean- yeah. Like, how little do you think of me that this is like, – like, what a terrible jokester. I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to make light of that. It was bad news. Even I know
1: that's bad taste.
0: And then also when we – like, when we left 93.9, the, the first Ramsey and Rutherford show, it was right around April Fool's Day. And everybody – we've been talking about April Fool's Day on the show before – and everybody was like, No, oh, they're just joking. And I was like, I can't say this enough, guys. Like this is not this is not a joke. We are not going to be on the air on Monday. Yeah,
1: you tune in on Monday, we will not be here, I swear. And
0: there'll be like, no matter how many times I said it, like, this is a work. And like so Greer, this is when he was working at the Courier Journal, wrote like a, just a quickie story about, you know, Ramsey and Rutherford stepping away from from 939. And like a day later, he texted me and he's like Tell me you're not bleeping with me because like my editors are, are hearing some stuff and like they're freaking out about this. This <laughs> is like not a real story. I'm like, I promise you, I am. This is not a joke. Like we're tune in Monday at three o'clock. We're not going to be on the air. And ever since. Well, now, like the so the people at Vox will send like a, a corporate wide email basically saying, don't do April Fool's jokes. We could get sued. Nothing good comes of this. The potential reward is far outweighed by the potential risk. Just don't do this. And so nobody does it anymore. It's
1: so uncool that you can't do it, you can't do it now like you to being sued. Like, really? Yeah. yeah I mean, we, is that where we where we can't even make April fool's jokes now and not get sued for it? The older I
0: get, the more I am like, okay, these are kind of annoying. Like, that's just... It's fine if it's an obvious, easily identifiable joke, but sometimes when you're joking about things we probably shouldn't be joking about, I'm like, okay, we, we didn't really need to do this. But whatever. Uh, let's talk about this uh, Duke, North Carolina stuff because... If you haven't heard folks, there's a rivalry game that's going to happen at the Final Four this year. Huh? And I'm not talking about Kansas and Villanova. Those two teams hate
1: each other. Kansas
0: out for revenge for Villanova's blowout in, in the Final Four uh, several years ago. It's Duke Carolina and their are noted rivals. 80 <laughs> I guess they 80 miles apart. 8 miles apart. Uh, yeah, I was. Say. Coach K, Roy Williams, not there anymore. Hubert Davis now, the new man, all that stuff.
1: K's last season.
0: So you knew there was going to be all sorts of like people falling over themselves to find the best Duke Carolina angle for a story. And one of the ones that has come up on more than a few outlets is stories of people who had planned their weddings for this weekend. He's a Duke fan. She's a Carolina fan. And now they've got to figure out how they're going to get married with the game on at the same time and how they're going to do a Duke Carolina party and a game watch during their wedding. And and we interviewed all these couples that have these weddings in the triangle and tobacco row. And I I can't roll my eyes any harder at this because you know, you got your governor coming out here and saying, we're the epicenter of college basketball. We're the center the heart of college basketball. I don't know a single Louisville fan who, even if Louisville was picked before the season to finish 15th out of 15 teams in the ACC who would plan their wedding for final four weekend. Even if it seems like there's no chance of Louisville going to the final four, Louisville fans, Kentucky fans, we're not doing that.
1: I, I don't see what the pro, what, what problem these kind do because the, yeah, they're not fans. You're, yeah, they're not real. They're not. Real that's fans. my issue.
0: It, they're, it's they're being made, framed as though they're super fans. Like no, the, they're, they're not. diehards. If you're a diehard, you're not planning no. a, a wedding for Final Four weekend. Even if you're, the, the chances of your team making it that far seem slim.
1: Especially going into the season when both were probably considered. I mean, especially North Carolina and Duke obviously is where it is. But I mean, North Carolina was considered to be an eight seed. They were considered a still a top. Yeah. A final four contender going into the season, regardless of what seed they ended up with, which was eight and they are in the and final. And also four. it's Coach Case last year.
0: Yeah. Like on the off chance that he makes it, wouldn't you want to be there or wouldn't you want to have an unimpeded viewing party? Two
1: two things come to mind when I think of this. One, if that's the case and I'm sorry you're really not a fan, except it you may be an alum from one of these schools, but you're not a fan. You're a March fan. You're you're not a fan. You're just a bandwagoner who wants to try to claim. Success when it's there, but not be ignored when it's not there. Not I want to ask
0: all these people the starting the starting five You're, for these two teams. I'm
1: going to name five players in the last five years. I bet they couldn't do it. Can't do it. Uh, the second is to, to, if you are a fan and this is and this is what a Duke North Carolina fan does. Then there's no there's still, then the, the, the argument of U of UK versus Duke North Carolina in terms of the fan base and rivalry has been answered completely and 100 percent equivalently over with. It's done. We won. Because if that's what your fans do, still do that, and you are a real fan, then that's just a sad fan base.
0: It's a front-running rivalry, and
1: you wonder why people mock your fans and call you and call North Carolina cheese and wine fans. You wonder why we look down on you, like the, every, everywhere else in the country, fan bases look down on you as real fans. This is why.
0: I mean, even if you, you know, either, either way, like even if your teams are banned from the postseason, if you're a college basketball fan, if you're a college basketball diehard, you want to watch the Final Four games. And you also don't want to subject your friends and family to having to go to your wedding while those games are taking place. If
1: I ever get married, it's going to be in the summer. I'm going to tell right now. It's what the only time it's happening.
0: There's a window in this area the weekend after Derby up until the last weekend of August. That's when you can get married.
1: Yeah uh, yeah, sometime in the summer, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we That's it. That's I, I, time.
0: I said this on today when I was talking about this in you know some Carolina debate. the jealousy is, is oozing here. Oh, you're the gatekeeper of, of what you can and can't do. Yeah, kind of. It, if you have a wedding on Final Four weekend and you consider yourself a college basketball super fan or a Duke Carolina super fan, I'm not buying it. I'm yeah. judging you. No, you don't know the true definition. We so when we got married, you know, we got engaged in December. We wanted to get married the same year and quick i mean
1: well, december that would have been pretty kind of pretty close
0: wouldn't no, it? no we got engaged december we wanted to get married within the next calendar year oh next year okay you said within
1: the year i'm like well that's
0: <laughs> but like louisville Wedding facilities or places you can have weddings, like they fill up like years and years in advance. Do they? So we looked around and there was no, the only way that we could make it happen was if we did it like during football season or the next year during basketball wow. season. And so guess what we did? We got married to my wife's hometown because we could get it <laughs> in and we could get the wedding in in August. And That's so, what a fan does. And so we went and we got married in Springfield, Kentucky in August <laughs> and yep. we went on our honeymoon. And when we came back, it was football season. We went to the game. We watched us beat Miami on our first ACC Monday game and it was wonderful. And yeah.
1: they say, so You're a baseball guy too, as a doctor baseball reds guy you still know the pecking order says it's got to be in the summertime
0: well i mean okay there's a limit there like if, if the world series was played in on late august i'm probably going ahead and booking that wedding for late august anyway <laughs> if it's my only out- <laughs> if i've got to choose there uh as much as i love the reds I, I haven't seen them win a playoff series since i've been a fan so uh <laughs> maybe that's what we're hearing maybe
1: <laughs> you're the you're the problem
0: <laughs> but I, but it, I, I don't think that that's insane like i i get that there's a like there are certain people who are like I'm clearly a big fan. I'm on the radio talking about Louisville sports every single day. I've run the website forever, but I don't think it's insane to say, don't book a wedding for Final Four weekend or if you're a diehard basketball fan, or you consider yourself to be a diehard basketball fan. Like even if Louisville's not playing, I want to watch the games. Yeah. Right. Like well, yeah. Silly.
1: Yeah, I just they're just you're just lying to yourself and everyone else by saying you're a basketball
0: fan. The only exception yeah, to the I
1: question your basketball manhood or fanhood.
0: Both. Both. Or actually, womanhood. Yeah. Or womanhood, yeah. The only exception to the no fall weddings rule, if you get the schedule ahead of time and, and can figure out when the bye week's going to be, okay.
1: Yeah, but even then, I mean, it's still, there's always good games on. I mean, I just, a, don't do it during football. Like, I mean, as a football fan, I'm only asking for like 16 weeks of the year. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, seriously, there's like 53, 52 weeks in the year. How many weeks in the year? 54, how many, 50 something. I'm only asking for 16 freaking weeks. I mean, that's it. Throw ta-
0: me a freaking bone. Ta- ta- how do I tell Mike that today is my five-year anniversary? He does clarify, though, it was a Friday wedding. That's fine. Fine, yeah. fine. Unless I'm making the trip, then not fine. But in that case, I'm just not going to go. Sorry. I mean, uh- as
1: long as the wedding's not on actual yeah, Saturday or Sunday or Monday. I mean, if somebody had planned their like, oh, wedding, Monday, anyway,
0: <laughs> and thank God for my friends, like everybody was all on the same boat, but th- thank God, like if somebody had planned their wedding for the last weekend of March, I guess, slash first weekend of April, 2012, and I had missed out on that, well, I wouldn't have gone. I, I'm sorry. I wouldn't have gone to your wedding. I, I would have skipped. A, I would have, even if I was in the wedding, I'm going to New Orleans for the final four. It's Kentucky versus Louisville. My God.
1: I mean, I had to go to, my cousin had a wedding. Uh, it was on, in 2018 and it was the day the Louisville Forest State came. And I spent the entire s- reception, you know, watching the Louisville Florida State, watching Louisville meltdown against Florida State. And I'm going to always be remember remember her wedding as the day Louisville season can just pooped to bed and ended. Yeah, 2018. That's how I'm gonna remember her wedding. Is like I, I'm never. I'm always gonna remember her anniversary in 2018 because it was the day we lost Florida State and the season pretty much ended. Completely came to a complete kaput. Capo-
0: Kapoop. Capo- yeah. Congrats. Your marriage is is doomed. Yeah. That's, okay. how, that's how you it. Basically, they are still together. Well, well. Yeah. a little surprised. Give it time.
1: <laughs> Don't tell her I'm a little shocked. <laughs> I didn't think it this long.
0: Texas says Hold my beer. One of my best friends got married on the day UFL. He played UK in the Final Four in 2012. They had to bring TVs, in the reception or attendance would have been sparse. Uh, sparse, the bride was not a happy camper. Well, it,
1: it's her fault. Yeah. She, I
0: mean, the I'm sorry. Is I guess
1: you got to. It may
0: sound mean. It's the truth. Was that U of U K like tournament game or final four? That's what he said in 2012. Oh, okay. That okay.
1: day. I mean, why, why, why would you even take a chance at putting a game on the final four? You know, in the final four, is always the first first week, first of of, of, of April. It's always in. The, I mean, not exact times. But
0: final four dates are set like six years in advance. Yeah,
1: but you know, it's always going to be the first of April. I mean, they're always that first week. The first, of first April. Saturday
0: of April is yeah. when the the final four is going to be.
1: I mean, the date might alter, but yeah, it's always that first week of April. So why even do it? I mean, I know April, I guess, is April a a popular wedding time? I don't
0: know. I mean... I mean, pretty much April through September, I would say. That's the wedding hot season. But even more so, because, you know, I said we made it a point to have our wedding during the summer. We wanted it before football season and basketball season. We on Super Bowl weekend. But it's not just about, like, us. Like, obviously, we wanted to go. We we had football season tickets, and we we wanted to go to all the games, and we didn't want to miss any basketball games. But also, like, you don't want to be the reason why people are just upset at your wedding. Like, yeah, I don't like, want to be there. If you know that secretly 75% of the people sitting out there in those pews are like, I, I can't believe I'm not at Kroger Field or I can't believe I'm not at Cardinal Stadium or I can't believe I'm not watching the freaking Final Four game, then it's going to make you feel a little bit bad. At least it should if you're a good friend or family member.
1: I mean, if, it, if, been that, if I hadn't been my family, wouldn't, I, I would have gotten years and years of guilt. I wouldn't have showed up to my cousin's wedding at 18. No. I'd have sent a gift and gone home watch, and gone watch about Florida State.
0: Texas says if I would if I was a little this guy's made the same joke twice now he really wants us to read it it's the Kentucky fan if I was a Louisville fan I would plan for spring two final four because they have two final fours since 1990 just trying to get us to say well it's actually three because 2013 happened yeah okay yeah great joke fact of the matter hey go YouTube national championship games for the past uh, decade see which of these two programs here locally has the most recent one that's yeah, least, on
1: there at least I never got banned off TV
0: yeah. most recent national title still wolves. It's that I had the thought today that we U of L and U K fans could have joined forces in mass and be Final Four crashers in New Orleans. The parties in the actual semifinal game and just race have we? Should, that's actually a fantastic idea. Louisville and Kentucky fans join forces and just take over New Orleans during Duke North Carolina weekend. Oh we, we just like bought all the tickets. It would be
1: so great. <laughs> Booked all the I, hotels. For record, I think I did see on Twitter saying oh, It is sold out. It's sold out, year, yeah. which is
0: impressive. I mean, Seventy one thousand plus.
1: But still was ours in New Orleans in thirteen. I'm assuming it was
0: it. I don't know. I would guess so. I mean, I
1: bought my ticket off scalper, but I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was sold out.
0: I it's a it's a brilliant idea. Like every bar, it's just like C A R D S versus C A T S. Cheers, just like making all the Duke fans and North Carolina fans.
1: It'd be great. They'd be so pissed. Kansas fans would be like, "What the hell's going on? We have like flashbacks over here." That's kind of how it was in yeah, 2012. Yeah, I just yeah.
0: remember Kansas fans being like, "Okay, this is, this is a little bit of a culture shock here."
1: Like, <laughs> you think about the, like the one percent of Ohio State fans that were there.
0: I just remember being at one of the bars, like they've the f- got
1: a decent fan base. Ohio State, yeah, does, but but when you like did comparison to Kansas and then to us, it was insane. It was not. It made them look like the worst fans in the world, which is kind of sad because they had a decent crowd.
0: I just remember being on one of those like overlooked uh, like porches at one of the bars on bourbon street where you could look down the entire street and see like, just like the just throngs of Louisville and Kentucky fans. And my buddy just looks over and he's like, you did this Russ. He's like, "Could you imagine (laughs) saying that before this? He's like, Russ, Russ did this. Russ got us here. Like all these people that are right here on bourbon street right now, that's Russ. I was like, yeah, I would not have guessed it five months ago. Texas did the couple getting married on U of L UK final four day stay together. Other Texas going to have to let us know.
1: <laughs> that's a good question. I'd like to know.
0: Texas is one of my best friends, a UK fan, got married the day that UK beat Lamar and company at Cardinal Stadium. Oh, my God. I made my opinion of his wedding date clear by the amount of bourbon I drank. Hashtag drunkest groomsman. That's the other thing. Mean, you know when the louisville Kentucky game is going to be every single year. You did at that point. I
1: thought no one really got into, December's not a hot wedding time, though, is it? Well, November. Thanksgiving or, weekend. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you knew when that it's game very, was going to be. It's very near Thanksgiving anyway. <laughs> <sighs> Seriously. I mean, really? I mean, The only way I'm getting married on any of these days is if it's, we're doing it in a chapel in Vegas. I'm judging all these days. That's people. the only way I'm doing it. You want me to get married during a sporting event time? It's going to be in a chapel in Vegas somewhere.
0: Texas says about the Final Four game wedding date, I'm a woman, and I don't feel sorry for that bride at all. That date should have never been an option. Thank okay. you. Yes. Agreed. Texas, my wedding was the monsoon game with Charlie Strong as coach versus Southern Miss. My best man kept me up the whole game. That actually, I'm kind of ripping on people, that also was my sister's wedding day. And I remember listening to the game on the drive back home because they got married in Frankfurt. So kind of calling Katie out a little bit. It's okay.
1: I mean, doing it during like the first week or first game, I mean, because usually you're scheduling scrubs in the first couple weeks of the season anyway. I mean, that's
0: yeah we have a so st-
1: I'm, st- I'm not i'm not i'm not saying you should do it i'm just saying if that's i mean if there's a if you have to yeah if you have that's to, the only time like if she's and, and i don't know why i'm like throwing the bride under the bus on this because it may be the dude i don't know but whomever is is the one that's pushing for like not caring about sports as much then yeah then you want to be halfway that's that's a good place to meet is like the first week or two of the season
0: we have a uh text indiana larry says anna kornikova was a tennis player yeah,
1: because yeah. I did say golf originally, I think, when he's probably pointing that out. I thought you
0: just said athlete.
1: No, no, I said golf originally, but did you point it out? In, I said she was a tennis player. I though. guess in any sport, though, she'd probably be number one, right?
0: Yeah, it's like most famous athlete with like the fewest amount of fewest, big anything, victories. Yeah, yeah.
1: Of any winning in general,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um she was pretty hot, though. I had a, had a now, count, what, counter back in the day.
1: Now, wasn't there a, go- a female golfer that's really hot, too, though, that, that didn't win anything?
0: There was, and I can't remember her. I
1: remember when I was at Glen Oaks, they had her picture Na- all over the— uh, Golbis,
0: I think was her name. Natalie Golbis, Emily Golbis, something <laughs> like that. I remember
1: they had a—she like it was. It was, like, she was hot, and her picture was all over the Glen Oaks Country Club. She uh, ended up
0: going into like broadcasting uh, okay. pretty quickly, Not not surprisingly. Seamless transition uh, We have a, we have an interesting Mark Emmert quote He has been talking after the four head coaches of the men's Final Four We'll get to that coming up in the 5 o'clock hour Because, oh God, Mark Emmert
2: oh, I don't Here know, we go, I don't let's know. get mad It's going to be an
0: angry hour, let's do it, let's make it angry We'll get excited, we'll also recap what Jeff Walls And his players said during the women's Final Four Press conferences today All that coming up in hour number 3, it's the Mike Rutherford Show Here on 1450 and 96. one. The Big X Yeah A better This is just early two thousands, vintage.
1: I always think of the song. I think of the a
0: Madden soundtrack. What
1: is all that? It it's on, on Mad One. Be like Madden One soundtrack had this, had Nappy Roots, Bon Jovi. I remember that now that you say that. Had uh, the uh, Williams D.K. Uh, a party song. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Maybe greatest. I want to be just like you. Just like you. This is that weird period in American music history where you had to say the word you. Yo! like this, everybody said this it. is
1: when i knew the corporate industry had gotten a hold of grunge completely oh yeah like this is when grunge had completely become mainstream
0: get uh, a real job yeah like all it was just like this was the very much
1: we're anti-society like, this and like some 41 Sum, what was, the, what was the, the band that the some 41 guy dated the girl that wore the necktie avril uh, lavigne yeah have you ever heard
0: the big conspiracy about her no, it's uh, that she actually died in like 2004, and there's been a imposter I'm playing her for the last two decades. Why
1: would anybody want to be an imposter?
0: <laughs> She's a big deal for a little bit, like, uh, and there's all this evidence. Like she door, looks, no one cares She sounds she differently, like from oh four to oh five, and she like started dressing differently and like said gave different. Like all this stuff's out there. It's a, it's a real thing that say uh, people believe. Apparently,
1: is that is that a Mendoza effect. No. <laughs> no. No? No. Does it fall the Mendoza rule? It's not,
0: not Mendoza effect and also not a, not an example. <laughs> yeah. oh, I've been out today's theme. Oh, I've paid, I've paid no attention. Um, so there's that song. What, what else have we even had? I've liked the songs. I remember that. We had the song from Days and Confused.
1: We did. We had, yeah, Days and Confused. Uh, the, Don't want Mr. Nice Guy. We had The Boys Are Back. Uh, we had a little uh, The Rooster, a little grunge music. There, we had been caught stealing.
2: Hmm,
0: I don't think these are all bands from like New Orleans or Minneapolis. Well, we've already done Prince, yeah. We did Prince from Minneapolis. I don't know, I I don't have a theme.
1: Do you want me to tell you, or do you want the Texas try to guess it?
0: No, we'll uh, we'll we'll keep going. Okay, we we have one song. Texas, did Trevor just Mandela effect the Mandela effect? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. long time (laughs) listeners know that this is not the first time this has happened. Kind of a running joke,
1: yeah.
0: (laughs) It's kind of a running joke, it's also kind of running true. Uh, I've got to. Uh,
1: is that, is that, can you say it that way? Is it run, can a running joke be running true?
0: I think it could be both. Can it be both? It's like fifty fifty. It's equal parts.
1: I think is running true a real phrase? No. Okay. We don't. We
0: don't. We don't operate with true phrases on this show. We just make up our own lexicon.
1: That's what I'm going to tell when I'm the press secretary. We don't operate inside your world of truth.
0: You'd be the best press secretary in the entire world. Press secretary for the surgeon general. That's your new job. We're going to make that happen.
1: Awesome. I, I kind of quote, thank you for smoking. I tease
0: this quote, and I do want to get to it because it's pertinent to our interest, I think. So Mark Emmert, in the NCAA's long and storied history of saving the worst for last, they let the four head coaches talk to the media today, and they bring Mark Emmert out fifth and, and let him talk. And according to Jeff Borzello, who's at the press conference, Emmert had this to say about the FBI investigation and the respective um, – I guess, cases with the the six schools that are involved. He says the the process to adjudicate the cases stemming from the FBI investigation have, quote, taken way too long and said he thinks the process needs to be, quote, fair, swift, and not punish the innocent, those who were not involved in the activities. Now, this is... Okay. This is kind of him breaking, though, with the NCAA party line. Like, it was the IARP that came out for the first time. And I know the IARP... Still falls underneath the umbrella of the NCAA. But the IRP, after the NC state ruling, for the first time came out and said, Our goal is to not punish people who had nothing to do with this. Like we don't want to just destroy programs that have already gotten rid of their head coaches, that don't have any of the same players, that don't have any of the the bad actors that got them to the spot. And as a Louisville fan, I think we've all looked at that and said, "Cool." Like, if you're going to stay true to that, we've had like 17 different coaches since yeah. uh, since this all happened. Uh, I think 15 different presidents and a couple different ads.
1: We're getting close to bringing back one of the AD that was there. Yeah,
0: bro. we're, we're <laughs> we should be good, right? Um, but Emert has never gone that far. Like the, Emmert and the NCAA have kind of been operating off of the Commission on College Basketball, the Condoleezza Rice thing, that essentially said like you got to hammer these schools. Like if you've got bad actors, doesn't matter if it's been five years since this took place. Like you can give them up to five year postseason bans, big time show causes, kick these coaches out, huge financial penalties, make sure that they, let's clean this thing up. And instead we've had like six years with, with no punishments coming out and nobody exactly knowing what's going to happen here. But if Embert's kind of on board with this, if he's on board with what the IRP is doing, And I'm not going to make any predictions because I've said this before. I'll say it again. If you want to get your hopes up for the IARP slash NCAA doing the right thing or doing the thing that it says it's going to do, by all means, that's your right. I don't know why you would do that to yourself. I don't know what in Louisville's recent history with the NCAA has led you to have any semblance of hope (laughs) that this is going to turn out well for us. I'm still – I'll believe that Louisville's is getting at least one year of postseason ban until I'm proven otherwise. It's, it's, it's as much for my mental health as anything else. If I get my hopes up that we're not going to get a postseason ban, which some people are starting to do now, it just leaves me susceptible to the same heartbreak that we had in 2016 when we banned ourselves and the same heartbreak that I think we, we got in a year later when they took down the banner. Like
1: I was in denial going into that too. I
0: never thought it would happen. I still uh, don't know why it happened. To be quite frank, I, I think yeah, it's just a it's a total overreaction because the NCAA has was very aware of the fact that they were being seen as weak and not tough on wrongdoers, and they said, I mean, everybody knew was making the same jokes about strippers and prostitutes and paying recruits I and see, all this stuff, I and I think they saw this as an easy victory. We're going to show you how strong of a hand we are. Boom! National championship gone and it didn't fall in line with any of their bylaws it didn't fall in line with any of their past rulings it still doesn't make any sense and it's why i'll say it again within 10 years that banner's back inside I, the kfc i still
1: say if we don't if the past stuff doesn't happen during social media we don't get any of this punishment
0: i i think if, if social media's you, not around you, the past stuff doesn't happen period
1: well i mean but true but i mean like you don't if you don't have social media emphasizing the as you've called it the ickiness of what we did then we don't get the punishment. I mean, because listen, I mean, I, I've t- from in the last thirty years, I mean, there's multiple schools who have committed to similar violations we did with similar circumstances and got nowhere. N- I mean, nothing. Colorado, I mean, God forbid, go look what Colorado was doing in the '90s. I mean, and, and they got like two years probation only, like no, no bans or anything, no, no, nothing else. And it was.
0: I'll, I'll say this again. It was the perfect level of ickiness, to use your word. For them to act the way that they did,
1: and because you have social media and things like Twitter just multiplying. Sure, I think you're right. That's if we don't have Twitter. I mean, when we but this happens in 2006, we don't get. I mean, we we get you know punished. We get punished. We don't think we lose the banner. We don't lose the banner. No, we know nowhere near. And we don't get we don't get state uh, you know labeled as this like school of just completely unmoral all, all the, the things that we've gotten.
0: And, and let me be clear. I'm not saying that Louisville deserve no punishment for what happened here. Like what happened here was wrong. Well, yeah, there's you, there's no way around it. It was gross. It. There were rules that were broken. The, I mean, just reading about recruits being you know, led to women and offered things and being uncomfortable makes me embarrassed. Like it should make every Louisville fan embarrassed. But at the end of the day, what took place here, I think if you're trying to rank levels of wrong, which is always a a, a dangerous topic, it's clearly not as wrong as what took place at schools like Baylor and Michigan state and Ohio state, rampant sexual assault efforts to cover up that sexual assault for years and years and years. I think you can make a case that it's not nearly as bad as what took place in North Carolina, which got, they got no punishment for, which ate at the core of what the NCAA is trying to do, mixing academics and athletics. I mean, it just smacks that in the face and nothing for that. But Louisville was in the perfect spot for the NCAA to lay the hammer on them. Because you can't make jokes about what happened at Baylor and Michigan State. You can make jokes about consenting adults and the gross stuff that happened at Louisville. And it became very widely known. It's much easier to talk about than the other stuff. And so the NCAA knew that, hey, we don't have rules in place for this. And they didn't really gain a competitive advantage from this. But nobody's going to come crying for Louisville. That's an indefensible spot. Like Nobody's going to be that person in the national media who says, Hey, wait a second. Louisville's getting an unfair shake here. You don't want, because everybody knows what, what took place. The, the details are out there. There's a, there's a damn book and it's gross. I think 10 years from now, when we look back at all this and we view the NCAA in probably a different light, because I think we've already had massive shifts in the overall infrastructure of the NCA And those are only going to continue as, as time goes on. I think people are going to look back and be like, that's, yeah, it was wrong. Yeah. They deserve something, but taking a banner away for that. Like, none of the players in that book that were recruited there quote-unquote illegally were on the floor for those games. Like, they gained no competitive advantage. They just... A little sex happening in the dorms. Gross, but happens. It's...
1: You don't want my thought because I'm, I'm also the one that has been a huge advocate of legalization of prostitution. So I'm probably the last one to get into all this. <laughs> okay. Well, I no reason we, don't, we, we don't need
0: to open that door. But, hey, I'm not necessarily in disagreement yeah. with you. <laughs> but Mark Emmert, I, th- I think it is a – if you are of the belief or you want – we all want to be of the belief that, that a, a ban isn't coming to Louisville. But if you're trying to, to mount information and you're, you're allowing your, your mind to go to this place, which I'm not doing – Mark Emmert's comment right there, it's, it's not a small deal because if, that's, if that truly is what they're setting out to do, to not punish the, the innocent, those who were not involved in the activities, Louisville, even as a repeat offender, should get something, but shouldn't get a postseason ban because punishing people who had nothing to do with this, the, the biggest punishment you can give them is taking away the NCAA tournament. And we don't have any players that were involved in any of this. We don't have any coaches that were involved in any of this. We don't even have any university officials that were around for this. Primarily,
1: any Nobody, students on campus anymore. We've got less fans. Of, <laughs> I think. I think people have already gotten their law degrees in this time. At the time that this has gone Sean on. Miller's
0: <laughs> got a new job. I mean. He's been fired and rehired, and had a a, a podcasting job in between. That's, for that's, God's that's
1: sake, that's Patino. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> He's coached. A Greek team for multiple seasons. He's coached. He's team. coached in college basketball since then for multiple seasons. We still don't have a punishment. I mean, if you're looking to not punish the innocent, then good lord, you've already punished the innocent enough for the last I mean, five years. Make us wait around for this bleep.
1: Some of the guys that are involved in that have heard that their pro careers are coming to an end. <laughs> they <were gone>. Brian <laughs> Bowen's
0: thirty-five. <laughs> He's playing in the, the, the whatever that league is with Earl Claude, the Big Three.
1: Montrezl Harrell's already been on every team in the California and won two championships. And I mean.
0: Jaquan Lyle played for seventeen different college programs. I think he's still playing somewhere.
1: I think he's still playing somewhere, yeah. Jaquan Lyle,
0: keep those lips sealed. Jaquan, come on. I mean, he and Blakey, the gist of the allegations. Oh, what a terrible day that was. It's it's all maddening. It does
1: bother me is just the players that were involved were just like, really? I mean Jaquan Lyle, Antonio Blakeney. I mean this is what we do. Yeah. You know
0: even, even I, like I said, the irony of all ironies, the I mean, recruiting was not great I, here under Rick like Team. when we
1: come to cheating, we're like, we're like Anthony Anderson and, and Barbershop when we robbed the ATM that has no money in it. We're terrible at it. Like, we steal an ATM and it's empty. Like, that's how I feel we do when we cheat.
0: Even Wakey leaks. When we got caught, it's because we left their plays behind during their walkthrough.
1: But they the, the they, they
0: walked right. onto the field and they're like, are these our plays lying around on the field? That's exactly how it happens. We're the worst cheaters in the history of the world. Like, why? I mean, even, like, even this, like, none of the players that, none of the quote-unquote recruits that are in Katina Powell's book, none of them came to Louisville.
1: None of them were any good either. <laughs> they, 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 they really were. I, mean, I guess weren't. you could argue Blakeney a little bit. Like, but I mean, I mean
0: he, he said he did more in the NBA than I thought he was ever going to do. I'll say that. I mean, but but he didn't do anything at LSU, really, of yeah. note. Like, like, that and then the Brian Bowen stuff. <laughs> like,
1: but even in the past, it doesn't even start there. I mean, we'll go back to even Mark Blunt. I mean, well, could, I'm
0: talking more recently, like like
1: even recently, whenever we've cheated, it's never been good. I mean, we've always Smokey Walker, I guess you could argue was worth it. But I mean, he literally was only one season because a sophomore, he was so injury based and, and allegations he barely played. I mean, that's we, we never cheat. We, we, ne- we can never cheat.
0: Right. We can't. And even the uh, like, like the Bowen stuff, if you look back, if you watch that, the Christian Dawkins movie, you realize like we weren't even on their radar and then at the last second they're like you guys want Brian Bone we're like okay yeah <laughs> and then poor jordan fair i say poor jordan fair this is his own fault like he's up there in that that las vegas the the hotel room and he's sitting there and, and he's he's basically like this isn't right like this is not a, this is, none of this is how this works and the player involved was balsa koprvica uh, who ended up going to florida state and being like their backup center for a couple of years like he wasn't a fantastic talent either although the one good game that he played in his college career of course was against us Probably, like yep. we just can't like we get nothing out of the things that we do it's yeah. just stupid like like we just fall over we are Charlie Brown missing the football and falling on our ass over and over and over again maybe just stop trying to kick it maybe maybe get a tee maybe get Lucy out of there put the ball on a tee and just see what happens maybe you're gonna make contact and if not then maybe try something else I, I just I don't, I don't get it um Texas says these aren't all star wars star wars songs are they
1: <laughs> <laughs> the cantina song like, like i would just replay the same thing over and over <laughs>
0: Texas says good discussion mike thank you uh Texas said the next texture says just stop talking about it <laughs> there you go the ying and the yang uh Texas says louisville's mistakes was always self-imposing with that in mind do you ever see conferences creating an organization competing with the ncaa monopoly the self-imposing was a misstep there's no way around it nope. i, I I felt like I was on an island at the time, and I will rehash this because it was probably the least popular take I've ever given that we were doing the wrong thing in 2016. And I wasn't doing it because of big picture stuff. I just thought it was completely unfair to those kids. And if it meant taking a hit in recruiting during the offseason, then so be it. It's just they just be the number one team in the country, and you take the NCAA tournament away from them in early February. And then the whole I've got your back thing was did not sit well with me. I don't like it. Especially
1: after you sit the tournament out. I mean... It was... It doesn't...
0: <laughs> we did not have their back. <laughs> yeah. Did not have their back. Um, do I... The whole notion of conferences creating an organization, I don't think it happens anytime soon. I think the NCA will stay around in some way, shape, or form just because conferences don't want to deal with all these lawsuits and self-governing. Like, they love that the NCAA is, is who everybody hates. Because guess what? If they break away and... All of a sudden the ACC is saying, Louisville, take down your NCAA tournament, your championship banner because of these violations. Guess who we hate now? We hate the ACC. If the ACC is stepping up and saying, you can't do this, this, and that, or they're fielding our lawsuits and they're winning, we hate the ACC now.
1: I well, mean, you also got to think the only, we're only talking about basketball and football, too. I mean, is there any other sport where people want to get away from the NCAA? Other than basketball, and football.
0: I think baseball has their issues with the scholarship situation, but
1: but for the most part, it's just basketball, and football, right? I mean, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, those you, are the most you, visible sports for sure. True, and if you're, you know, a, a a conference, I mean, if you're talking about pulling away, you're talking about pulling away from everything. I mean, do you really want to go? Is it is the juice worth the squeeze just to get basketball away from the to To have to have to concern yourself with all the other sports that are around there? I don't think so.
0: I, I think you're right. Uh, Texas says most sports fans outside of Kentucky don't realize that Louisville didn't get any recruits or gain a competitive advantage from the stripper scandal. They think we were cheating the system somehow. Feel like the banner won't go back up until more people learn these facts. Well, they're not going to learn these facts at this point. No, like that's they they that's become Canada to those they
1: Automatically people. think that we got the national title in uh, thirteen because our entire exactly team was, was strippers, yeah, and, and
0: the twenty twelve Final Four. I yeah, mean, that, they they think yeah they they'll say well you know it's you, you look back and they got this player and that player and when you actually take a close look like I mean we've talked about this. I feel like many times the biggest complaint that Louisville fans had during that time period was we weren't recruiting well enough. And the heart of those teams, they weren't, we didn't have any one and done players. Like, like we had, we had a couple of McDonald's all Americans during that time period, but I mean, Russ was not a top one hundred and fifty guy. Gorgie was, was totally off the beaten path. Like it was just a, I don't know. Nobody's going to learn that though. Nobody cares. And at the end of the day, that's, that's it. Uh, Texas just tuned in, saw your Twitter teach for the show, assistant coach update. Who was the name? We talked about it at the first hour. I said just a name to keep an ear out for, somebody who I think is at least being talked to. It
1: wasn't fentanyl, I can tell you that. was
0: not fentanyl. Um, we're not doing that again. It, Ashley Howard is the name. Former Villanova assistant who was there for the two national titles, was kind of Jay Wright's right-hand man. Uh, coach at LaSalle is the head coach for the last four years. So he coached Nickelberry last year. He did. Uh, maybe that's what got him fired. I just
1: thought of that. They did not have a great year,
0: and Josh did not have a uh, fantastic season. But he's recently fired by LaSalle as their head coach. He's, he's a name that's at least been talked about.
1: What, he wasn't – He he think – who He wasn't LaSalle's coach when they made that little run a couple of years ago. How long was that? No.
0: That was, I think, 2016. That was when they beat
1: Marshall Henderson, right, I think? Exactly. Yeah, that's been a lot longer than I thought it was, yeah.
0: Because we did a, a really cool video on them when I was— That was uh, Sweet
1: 16, LaSalle, didn't they? Go yeah. To, yeah.
0: As, a, as a 12th seed, I believe. Um, but no, he, they didn't go to the NCAA tournament under Ashley Howard. Uh, how mad does it make you that Cal never got caught? Eh, he
1: did I mean, get caught. He got caught twice. was gonna say
0: like he's had two vacated final fours. Yeah, he's
1: been caught not only once but twice. He got caught at UMass and at Memphis.
0: And I was, I felt like I was consistent about this before we even got into our sort of troubles. Like, I thought it was ridiculous that the final fours got vacated. Like I, I never was like, oh well, you know, Memphis didn't actually go to the 2008 national title. Like, like the, the games happened, we watched them. We, you can still watch them on YouTube. Or
1: Memphis, all their final fours get vacated. Their '85 one's vacated too, and they still count. Like, like they, yeah.
0: there's a little star next to him. Who cares? Like, I, I watched the Fab Five. I know what happened. Everybody, they're going to talk about the Chris Webber timeout this weekend. It's not like it just got wiped off the face of the earth. Like those games happen. But Cal, I mean, Cal never getting caught at UK. Like, I also don't think that at a certain point, like he didn't need to do the things that he was doing allegedly at Memphis and UMass because. It was a simple pitch, like come to UK when they were rolling. Come to UK, be a rock star for like six months, go be a millionaire for the rest of your life. Like, pretty, pretty standard pitch. Like, you don't need to just pay a guy however many hundred thousand dollars to I mean, get him on campus. He, he wasn't.
1: He actually didn't cheat it right away at Memphis. He just took him after going to the NIT like five straight years. His first five years there, he was cheating right away. He was like, Memphis. he's like, come on, man, I need help. I think he was cheating right away at Memphis. Well, he wasn't doing it. Well, he wasn't doing a very good job of it. Hey.
0: As forget, he it was, takes it, guys some time.
1: forget he he went to like he didn't make the tournament his first like four or five years there. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, they was, were and it was were, a slow start. They were
0: never great until the end.
1: And he was getting some talent. I mean he he got guys like Washington and all them in. He just it wasn't until he he got uh, the mix of of Rose in there with everybody else that he did it.
0: So Actually, Trevor, I got my undergrad and left degree since the scandal started. <laughs> See, I
1: Telling you, I mean the scandal was. I mean yeah. There's people who have gotten her like, finished at Brandeis Law School by this point.
0: Well, yeah, it's only three years. We were, to, to put it, like, the day that this story broke, it was four days before we were getting ready to start our, the new radio show at 790.
1: You've been on three stations since
0: then. I've been on, like, 15 different radio shows <laughs> since <been> then. I've <laughs> 75 different jobs.
1: You've made the run around all over radio stations since then. I mean, but honestly, like,
0: I was about two years away from having my first kid. She's two and a half now. Yeah. And we've got another one. It's mind blowing. It's, I mean, it's just it. It's absolutely mind blowing. I uh, says, Bowen Costas and Anthony Simons and Romeo Langford backcourt the following year.
1: Oh, Anthony Simons is the one that I look back in hindsight now and think, man, because he's having such, he's doing well in the NBA. He is, and that that one, I don't know. I mean, you think we don't get him? I mean, he comes here for at least a year, right? Yes. I mean, and
0: they were like, I remember the staff at that time because I was on vacation when we landed him. I remember getting a text from a staff member at that time who was like. This kid's the real. Like this is a big deal. Like this is the one that you guys all need to be really excited about. I mean, he would have been gone after one year, probably. But probably. he would have been here one year, and Romeo would have too. Well, yeah, of course, yeah. We would have gotten more out of Romeo Romeo left after one year anyway. We would have gotten more out of Romeo than IU did.
1: Supposedly he was banged up all
0: year. Would have been banged up here. We nope, got him fixed kept up. He got him healthy. Just gotten banged here. <laughs> oh. Sex jokes. Hey, now <laughs> we can do it for ourselves. I'm sure.
1: I'm sure he was getting plenty at IU too. I mean, they,
0: hey, college <laughs> athletes everywhere. I
1: mean, it's, it's, we know what happens. Scoots is getting a blonde girl from the video. I think Romeo's getting something.
0: <laughs> Texas wasn't Darius Washington known for something. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> name rings a bell.
1: I mean, can we, can we feel bad for him? I, I mean, no. no. If if you, that was a, But we're thinking of his freshman year, too. Like, he was never the – I feel like he was never the same his entire career the rest of the way.
0: And I couldn't have been more happy. Like, I, I still don't feel sorry for him. The way that he was acting during all those games that year, like, I despise that dude. And he
1: never went to the tournament.
0: I'll never forget. So the reaction when that happened – I was a sophomore at Dayton. And, like, I'm – you know, because that was when we played the USA championship game – that Saturday, and it was like 11 a.m. Yep, it was early. I had, I had to work at Pizza Box that morning. I was very hungover from the night before. But we're watching the game, and, like, we hate Darius Washington. We'd hate him because we had gone to the Memphis game where they'd beaten us earlier that year at Freedom Hall. And we're watching this game with this dude, and, like, it gets down at the end. And we know that the other people who live in our apartment who aren't Louisville fans are like, oh, my God, Like th- these guys are going to lose it. And when he misses the third free throw, my buddy Weber, who was my roommate, my best friend, like, He just we're like screaming. I start chugging a beer out of the fridge, and he just starts screaming, cry for me, Darius, cry for me. It was like the most, if you had video of us, it was the meanest slash most understandable thing that a Louisville Like we just absolutely like, I've never celebrated harder. It was I, wonderful.
1: Same way, except I was I was actually someone's server that morning oh god and i'm running around i don't know how busy it was at that time i don't think it was too busy because we didn't do a lot of business on the mornings but we have a few tables but i'd be the only server on the floor because it's i mean it's it's a server of pizza you can do like 15 tables and still run one person and i was just running around so excited after probably cussing so much after Garcia committed the foul to begin
0: with I'm so mad about that it was it, what are you doing
1: was it uh, who's it was it Giannini, uh, Giannini hit the free throw sec- but he missed the second one yeah but he got went to the line the first originally yeah i love well when when Francis committed that foul i'm just so oh.
0: go back and watch that clip cause it's still on youtube i used to do this thing where i would we called it brick rolling where i would put a link and and it would always go to that youtube video of him going down in flames i'd be like <laughs> I'd be like wild story out of Memphis today. Like they've landed a big time recruit, but they might be in a little bit of trouble. More information here, and it would just go straight to the video. And I, miss- <laughs> and I would do it like every day on Card Chronicle awesome, all the time. Um, I stopped. It, p- it, people started figuring it out after a while, and I had to like get more creative. You should bring that back. But if you go back and watch that clip, <laughs> he might be listening now. I know he listens to the show, and he'll text in sometimes. David Patrick's got the worst bench outfit of all time on. Like, the <laughs> shirt is awful. It's like a straight black button up shirt. It's just David's um, a fine, finely dressed man. In, on most occasions, awful, awful, awful game. bench apparel. D- know, did not look great.
1: Right. nice to tease Perrin because you see him slightly on the bench too at, yeah. during that. And I used to tease him about being on the bench during it.
0: My favorite thing about Perrin during that run was he played in the, the game against Washington in the Sweet 16 and scored and, and he, he got an and one he played like two minutes had three points like scored and got fouled and he was on the front page of usa today the next day like <laughs> flexing and i'm like oh yeah parent because we loved fair we used to make oh, fun yeah. of the uh, the parent call you could always hear rick when he was Parrot! Parrot! like every time he was in i'm like there's the parent call love it uh Texas said, where did bowen originally commit to and why didn't he go there because i hate them it was michigan state was it originally Michigan Okay. And he— I wouldn't even have known that. I couldn't remember that. So he only decommitted because—oh, God, who was it? it Maybe It may have been Denzel Valentine, who decided to come back for another year when everybody thought he was going to go pro. That worked out well. Yeah. And then—well, <laughs> so, he had a great year, and then they got beat in the first beat, round by Middle Tennessee. Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, that worked out well, right? But so he, <laughs> so he
0: decommitted from Michigan State after that, and then only came to Louisville— because we lost Donovan Mitchell when it had seemed for a while there, like sure. we weren't going to lose Donovan Mitchell. So if Mitchell stays for one more year or if Valentine goes, we never get in trouble for any of this. Again, it has to be the perfectly imperfect sequence of events for us to get caught in either one of these cases. And it happened.
1: I, mean, I still remember we, me and uh, TJ doing the show from uh, one of the uh, car dealerships the day that, that Bowen announced he was coming here. It was like, I, I was in know. Ireland. It was out of nowhere. Like I come in to do the show with TJ, and he's—I mean, it breaks like right before we go on the air, and it's like—I mean, it's all we talked about for the most part. It was like, wow. I mean, I just and he remember knew more about him than I did because he was still more into recruiting than I obviously I've ever been. But
0: I just remember I was in Ireland, and like, you know, you're you're five hours ahead. So I, I got text one day saying. Like, oh, my God, like we're competing with DePaul for a five-star. And I'm like, what the hell is going on?
1: And <laughs> what, 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 I know I crossed time zones. I crossed like decades over here. What, yeah, because I remember I made a tweet saying <laughs> if
0: we lose a five-star recruit to DePaul, I'm just going to stay in Ireland for the rest of my life. And then it was like the next day he committed and wrote up a quick story like from our hotel room and, and was just like, great news. Like, great things happen when I go to Ireland. Not so much in hindsight. Like, it was, it was such a bizarre thing. It happened so quickly. And Stay away from Ireland. Yeah, exactly. Actually, Ireland's wonderful. I can't wait to go back. I want to go to Ireland. Texas. I watched the American Pharaoh Belmont win on my phone during a wedding. The guest had to hold in a po- collective celebratory outburst when he pulled it off. We actually had a wedding that night, too. And we watched it kind of cool, in kind of a cool way, at the bar at the Seelbach. Mm, cool. Because it was where the wedding was. So we I got, mean,
1: the weird thing about Derby, though, is that Derby, I mean, I, Derby's only really in the city of Louisville. Like outside even inside. Well, this was the Belmont. Okay, okay. This was
0: when he won the Triple Crown, became the first Triple Crown winner in, you know, a billion years.
1: You talk about doing weddings during Derby. It's like outside of Louisville, like especially the state of Kentucky really, for the most part, when I've learned, don't give two bleeps about the Derby.
0: I don't think you're right about that. I
1: know they don't in bowling green. Yeah. Wow, I was out in Bowling. I, two years I lived in Bowling Green during derbies. No one down there really gave two bleeps about the derby. No, ratings
0: are pretty high throughout the state, and this I mean, is the no horse going country.
1: Parties. No one's like, oh, I can't. Let's make everything around Derby like it. it was nothing. Well, I, it was like, hey, it's Saturday, it's Derby. Oh yeah, okay. Once cool. again,
0: I don't think your personal experience is necessarily emblematic of the entire well, state's experience. Don't. I think it's a pretty big deal in the state. I'm, a lot of horse racing people out there. Let's find out.
1: Text on in. Let us know those that live outside this area.
0: Texas. Unfortunately, this is going back to. The, the couple that got married on uk L Final Four day in 2012. He says, unfortunately, because somebody followed up and asked if they'd stay together in the oh, Texas, yeah, yeah. Texas, unfortunately, the couple that got married on the day L and UK played in 2012 Final Four did not stay together. I'm not surprised, actually. Hmm. That, that seems like a recipe for disaster.
1: I'm not, I w- I not going to be
0: as mean as I want to be here, but I'll just say we should all learn a lesson.
1: I, I, I mean, am I, am I wrong to say that that, had no, that was the, the stemming of their divorce was the fact that they never could one of them never got over the fact that they made
0: the other one get married on that day. I mean, I'd be there. I'd be there. Texas says, Mike, I apologize if Trevor already talked about this, but is there any update on the cat you found in your ceiling? Go cards, hashtag Kitty Payne. Why,
1: why, why would you put that if I talked about it? <laughs>
0: because you're the one who's going to derail conversation. Good boy. Probably. <laughs> uh, Kitty Payne slash Sidney Purry slash Scott Catterfield slash Jeff Pauls um, is doing well. We found him home. Um, we do know it's a him. We do know it's a him. Found him a home, so long as nobody sees one of the posts that we've made on various social media sites and and realizes that this is their cat and Before wants to come claim the home is not mine. No, yeah, Trevor not taking this cat. I'm you right. made you made it very apparent yesterday that you have no interest in Sydney Purry. No,
1: I'm, I'm sorry, I've got it. I, I, it's uneven. I'm at four to forecast of three dogs right now. If I'm bringing anything else in, it's going to be a dog. I'm with you, and I wouldn't yeah. mind bringing. I don't know if I could bring another dog. I've got three already. I mean, I hate to do it to the three. That's the only reason I would hate to do it to them is to bring in – especially because my girls are so spoiled as is.
0: Uh, Texas says that you, you brought the John Daly thing kind of coming out of nowhere in 91 and being and mm-hmm. winning the PGA Championship. He actually was the ninth alternate to get into that wow. tournament. That's nuts.
1: That's I mean, I'm really tough. I mean, I, is the movie Ten Cups got to be somewhat based on him, right, a little bit. Right? I mean,
0: to a degree? I don't know. I mean, very loosely because, I mean, that player was like a successful golfer who – I mean, was John Daly good in college? I don't know. I mean, pretty sure.
1: I don't know. So was Roy McIlroy?
0: He was. He was great.
1: That's how he got the nickname. Well, he got the nickname Tin Cup for a different reason. Uh, Do you remember how he got the nickname Tin Cup? I don't. Because he also played catcher at Houston. The pitcher had uh, little control problems.
0: Uh, <laughs> he had. A- gotcha. Yeah. Still shouldn't need a Tin Cup for that. <laughs> <laughs> Texas says, does Trevor have a grip on reality? depend on your well it depends on the time of the day (laughs) how firm that grip is depends on i mean what time of the day it is. it
1: depends what your definition of reality and grip is i mean that's just really what it comes down to the
0: Texture says trevor is crazy i'm from bg parties everywhere big bar turnout everything
1: no i was that i lived up two years no one gave a bleep
0: the Texture says this derby take might be trevor's worst of all time which is saying something my god
1: just saying something but that's not the point
0: let's take a break uh when we come back we'll talk uh, about the women's team their arrival in minneapolis what jeff walls had to say today he's playing up the underdog car baby y- you knew it it's gonna happen we got twenty five hours. Final four game day. I can't wait for tomorrow. I'm very very excited. Um, I've seen more people like texting me about this game, being saying like I'm I'm so nervous about this. I'm not nervous just because we're such a decided underdog. Like it feels a little bit more like 2012 without the rivalry element. Don't get me wrong. Like I want us to get over the hump and win a national title, but. Like, we don't—like, the pressure's on South Carolina more than it's on us. I mean,
1: like, we were probably big underdogs going in in every Final Four we've been in,
0: right? The title game's against UConn, for sure. Well,
1: yeah, but even the uh, even the semifinals, the one we The one we in- lost
0: to Mississippi State, we were—that was the one where people thought we had a, a real shot. We, we were a, a lot. The shot. other
1: one we were probably—well, we probably weren't under—that's California, were we? Was that, that was a Final Four game, right? We won that one. That, yeah, they, were
0: like, they were like a fi- – I think, I think we were a four seed, and they were a two, but we were favored, yeah, if I remember the, correctly. And I
1: can't remember – well, No, I know we had to have been underdogs against Oklahoma. And, and Yes. Because that was the Oklahoma team that had uh, – Yeah, you, exactly. You had the big girl, uh, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the daughter of somebody. I can't you remember. said it. I wasn't going to say it. I was well, like, she was a big girl, but her dad was a basketball player, big right? Big country.
0: It's yeah. That's all I can think of. <laughs> all right, let's go to break. When we come back, we'll talk about Women's Final Four and Jeff Walls and his comments today. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450
2: The Big X.
0: Mind Pearl Jam? I did. I think I. I think we've probably talked about this before. The people that live next to us uh, my freshman year our dorm room like ruined them for me because they would play them just constantly, like two and three a.m. I mean,
1: I am I, I, I am a Pearl Jam. I'm not like I'm not Dugan Ryan level Pearl Jam. Like go follow. Yeah. I mean, I'm not that. I mean, I have bands like that. Like, well, I would say Sublime, but I mean cornerstone of their fans been dead for 20 years so it's not the same difference but uh yeah i mean but i still like pro jam
0: the only way we got back at these people because they were doing this like the second week of college and i'm like i've got 8 a.m classes this is awful you're, 2 a.m I are fi- still
1: caring about school right i'm
0: finally <laughs> getting to sleep and, and all of a sudden you're like hey, oh, blah, 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 blah. i'm like oh my god but so they were diehard cubs fans from chicago which was like half of dayton's campus uh, and this camp. was yeah. the fall the bartman fall where they lost to the Marlins in the the, yeah, the championship remember, series. Yeah. And right when the air, the Alex Fernandez air happened, like we didn't know these guys that well. We ended up becoming pretty good friends with them. But like, they're like, I mean, they're screaming obscenities after every play, like going nuts. And like when, when he makes the air, like we like start banging on the wall. We're like, yeah, baby Marlins. And they're like, shut the up. Like, I, and I was like, these people are going to fight us. I was like, I don't care. This is hilarious. I'm like, out of fighting. Play fight. your Pearl Jam <laughs> lower. Like, <laughs> shut up. Uh, but they ended up being good guys. But the... I would always like, kind of liked the Cubs just because I would watch them on TBS in the course, afternoon yeah. when you know, Mark Grace was playing and uh, Andre Dawkins, the Hawk. Glenn Allen Hill loved him back in the day. And then I started That's hating cool. them right when I went to Dayton because I met every Cubs fan in the world that was just like the Duke Carolina fans who were getting married on Final Four weekend, just total casual bandwagon fans. One guy, drunk at a party, argued with me vehemently that Pryor and Wood were their only starting pitchers. No, he because he's like game three tomorrow. is either you know it's, it, who start is, is it Wood or is it Pride Guy? And I'm like, I think it's uh, like Antonio Alfonseca. Like, I mean,
1: asked me to name another one of the three starters, I couldn't. But I mean, like, I, I was like,
0: you know, every you know, the, 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 every team has more than than two starters. Like most have a five man rotation. They'll have a four man rotation in the play. He's like, no, 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 Cubs don't do that. I, I know that that's the way. It wo- I know baseball. I know that that's the way it works. But like, they only have two starting pitches. And I was like, I'm I mean, going to I'm gonna fight this guy over this. Because I, I know he's wrong. This is terrible. What are we doing here? I mean... I was very I, upset. I,
1: I guess, I mean, by the way, the, the amount of innings that Dusty made those two pitch, you could think that they were the only two to start. Kind winning. of, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in in that, fairness. I guess I kind of get where he's coming from. He probably turned out he always saw the pitching anyway. The only time I ever come close to getting in a fight with somebody like that over something that trivial was when somebody like really threatened almost to stab me because I he, he was convinced that Tom Cruise was part of the Brat Pack. <laughs> and I'm like, no, <laughs> he was not. And like, yes, he's like, dude, you are delusional. He was not the Brat Pack is St. Elmo's Fire and Breakfast Club. Tom Cruise was in the outsiders, not the Brat Pack. And he's like, Oh, he's no like he literally went to like stab me. Like he had a knife. He's like, um, you, you have no idea. I'm, I'll cut nope, you. Nope,
0: nope. You're wrong. I'm like, you're wrong.
1: Dude, no. <laughs> <laughs> no i'm telling you tom cruise was not a member of the brat pack i'm sorry
0: if i heard pride guy one more time a day <laughs> i was gonna lose my damn mind by the way Rashawn myers um
1: <laughs> pride guy
0: listen to Rashawn every saturday morning wake yeah, up Rashawn. 502 he's fantastic um he he corrects us we were talking about michigan state and what led brian bowen to decommit it was miles bridges coming back ah. not denzel valentine he's right i knew it was i knew it was somebody Wait, what, for okay. that we like, should hate the right guy by the way how much egg is on Dan Dockage's face for the Miles Bridges tweet? Do you remember that?
1: No, which one was he? The Miles Bridges? I don't remember.
0: He so his senior year, he comes
1: you, the egg on face for tweets by Dan Dockage. Th- there's yeah, a long line. To be more specific, yeah. So
0: Miles Bridges, you know, when he came back, was like everybody's preseason National Player of the Year that year, and had a, had a good season. Yeah. But maybe was short, like slightly short of, of expectations. And at one point, Dan Dockage tweeted that he quote uh, had no game, <laughs> and now I think he's averaging a double double in the NBA. And it's like a human what? highlight film.
1: He's with Charlotte. Charlotte. with Charlotte. Yeah,
0: he's down there with Lamelo and I always, Terry and I was with him
1: and the, the who's the other one that went to uh, that went to Phoenix. The they're not related, but they're both bridge. They both Jalen Bridges. The one the one that went to play at Villanova. Yeah, that's Jalen Bridges, right? No, it's not Jalen though. It's something Bridges. I, mean, I thought it was game with an M as well. Oh, Mikael Mikael yeah. Bridges. Yeah, I always get I always get confused on which ones with which team. I always forget.
0: Yeah, Miles is, is with uh, is with Charlotte, Charlotte and yeah. he's had like a handful of the most absurd dunks in, in the world this season. And uh, Dan Dockage, eh, he's got no game. So I mean, Dan
1: Dockage really lost it when he put, basically just ripped on, like, the grad transfer thing. And then his, his son did it the next year I from know. Michigan
0: to Ohio State. I, I guess vice versa. I mean, but So he, I, I made that tweet, like, kind of making fun of him, when Miles Bridges was named the NBA Player of the Month for the Eastern Conference. Um, like This was right before we went to the hospital to have my son. And that's when Dan Dockage emailed me. It, it was like, hey, congratulations on having like a kid. Like, there's nothing oh, better. Yeah, yeah, Trying to sure, do yeah. the thing where he could like put me in a position where I. Like, there's no way for me to be like the.
1: We still can't confirm that it was actually him or not.
0: Though. I have confirmed it was it was him. Oh, it was. Yeah, I've confirmed it. Okay. Because I just responded. I was like, hey, thanks, Dan. Like, being a dad's the best. Like, no,
1: it was. Yeah, that that's, that's, that's been so soon that it's actually been in our lifetime of this radio show. That's right.
0: That's right. Yeah. Thanks for posting my picture on your Twitter page 75 times over the years, douche. <laughs>
1: uh, have you have you given a thought or guess to our theme today?
0: Um. Well, based on Pearl Jam. Like Seattle? No, I don't think uh, No, cuz you would have played Nirvana for that.
1: Yeah. I would have definitely gone other bands. It's definitely like a grunge theme. Is
0: it? God, I don't know.
1: It is not actually. I'll give you that. It's hmm. not grunge related, but it did have a gr- the grunge did kind of fall into it. I don't know, just tell me. All bands. Well, let's see. I'll just name them off and see if you you get it once I say it.
0: Because All American Rejects. We
1: have Alice Cooper with No More Mister Nice Guy. Uh We have Thin Lizzy with The Boys Are Back. Alice and Chains, The Rooster. Good Charlotte, The Anthem. Good Charlotte. Jane's Addiction, Been Caught Stealing, and Pearl Jam with Alive. No idea. All bands have ladies' names in them.
0: Oh, I wasn't paying attention to them. (laughs)
1: <laughs> they're all they're all bands with the, with the lady's name in the the band name. Oh. Play a little fast and loose with Pearl Jam, but I needed a sixth.
0: And also Alice Cooper's a guy, right?
1: Technically, this is where it was. But the, that's the band? They were actually, originally, the band was Alice Cooper. Once they got popular, he the lead singer changed his name legally to Alice Cooper. All right. I'll allow it. He wasn't, but their first two albums, they were actually, the band was just, kind of like Jethro Tull is a band with no one named Jethro Tull in it. Hmm. That was Alice Cooper, but he didn't change his name legally to Alice Cooper.
0: Okay. Later on. Okay. Sorry. It's it's a good one. It's on me for not getting it. Um,
1: This is under the Ladies. We're coming up tomorrow with the Women's Final Four.
0: Texas, if Trevor was to bring in another dog, I would feel so bad for the one he already disregards as being in the house anyway. (laughs) Sally. (laughs) I do feel bad for Sally. You
1: you shouldn't. Sally gets still spoiled. Uh, Every morning I wake up, Sally sleeps with my mom at night, but, but as soon as my mom gets up at, like, 7 in the morning, Sally moves right to my bed, and, and I'm three dogs in my bed the rest of the day. And Sally loves to get under the covers and, like, crawl up right next to me.
0: She loves me. You are getting roasted for, for this derby take.
1: Oh, really?
0: Is Trevor sure he wasn't in Bowling Green, Ohio? Because <laughs> it sounds like he might have been in Bowling Green, Ohio.
1: Nope. Bowling Green, uh, Warren County.
0: It takes that I lived my first 27 years in bowling green. Just take the L, Trevor.
1: No. I'm to. no. You were the you were you were the exception to the rule. I, I lived there for two years. It's kind of sounding no like you were the exception of to the rule. No one I knew cared about the, and most of the people I knew down there were born and raised in Bowling Green. In fact, almost everybody I hung out with down there was born and raised in Bowling Green.
0: I mean, you've got nobody taking your back on this. Well, you know. I'm not used to it. Bring it. Texted that I texted early I texted in early on in the show, UCF Game Week, and said our rehearsal dinner was the night of the UCF game. It was a quick dinner and we watched the game at my parents' house, which was just a few minutes away, recorded the first quarter and watched the rest live. I think you can have a wedding outside that May August timeframe. You just have to get creative. Needless to say, U of L has had some issues since then, but we're still married.
1: I mean, that's a good yeah, that was a because that was a Friday game. So yeah. I mean doing your wedding on a set the rehearsal dinner is kind of a—I a, a, mean, that's on the and that that's a little borderline whether you can do it or not, but you know, that's a, if you're if you're trying to meet somebody halfway and she wants it in the, during the football season to do it when Louisville you know has a Friday game and do the wedding on the weekend is is a good good way to meet her halfway or maybe him again. I keep saying her as if it's the woman the blame this, and sometimes it's probably not. Yeah, it's equal sometimes. Bias. Yeah, the female could e- the the wife could easily be the bigger sports fan.
0: I've always appreciated because I have had some friends do the Friday wedding in the fall to try and avoid this, and it's. You're playing fast and loose with a team like Louisville that has played a lot of Friday night games are, over the years. Yeah, yeah. For instance, I had to go to a wedding during the U of L Cincinnati game. That was a Friday night. The Belial Pal mm-hmm. like 80-yard touchdown run. And I spent most of the night at the bar not handling the fact that we lost very well. And Mary and I got into one of our famous early 20s fights after that. She's like, <laughs> like, you're not even hanging out. I'm like, well, I don't – what do you want me to say? Bilal's trying his ass off and we can't get the win. I'm like, I'm, I'm pissed off that of Nails is going away. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be bitter. Do you not know me? Do you not know who you're dating at this point? Yeah, I'm going to have a bad night now.
1: Like he's Palau, pal. I like you just talk about Bilal Pally.
0: I love Bilal Pally so much. Who
1: doesn't? I agree. I mean. My
0: first Twitter avatar was me holding a beer in my hand, like throwing a fist bump at a very fancy table with all these people behind me, and it was when I saw that Bilal Pal run for the first time. That was – I mean, I'm, I'm going to make a scene. I'll, I'll come to your wedding. I'm going to make a scene, and then I'm going to be – about it if we lose, I'm just letting you know
1: that Central Florida game was the game I, I avoided watching and went to the male Trinity game that night. And I'll never make that mistake ever. I was gonna yet. say, of all the sporting events to, all, to avoid recently, I, for some reason, I just felt I felt confident in our in, in our chances in that game. And I recorded the game, but I was like, I'm gonna go to male Trinity because it's I'm gonna go watch this game live and then go watch Central Florida. And I, of course, I avoided spoilers, but man,
0: you missed the best moment of local athletics the past year, probably. Unless until we win the national title in three days,
1: oh, we lost that game. I'm talking yep. about the the
0: Blake Bortles game. Oh, I thought you were talking about this year's UCF no, game. Oh no, Bortles, the Blake oh, Bortles. Oh, well, never game. mind. Yeah, and yeah.
1: then that's why I'm never doing that again. I'm I'm not. Vo- yeah, if, it, if it, unless it can't be avoided, I'm watching the game live.
0: Yeah, said, I lived in BG for two years. LOL, quoting you. I did. This person lived in BG for 27 years.
1: Oh, maybe you did the wrong hanging out the wrong people.
0: <laughs> there's the, there's press secretary Trevor. Presented with the evidence to the contrary. Oh well, yeah, well, I'll tell you real right cool. Now, in two thousand five to two
1: thousand seven, no one gave a bleep.
0: Those were the years. Those were just down years for the derby. I mean, I down years mean, for the sport. I
1: am telling you, I and mean, again, I, I had two roommates, both were born and raised in Bowling Green. I, where I worked at. I worked with people who were all mostly, for the most part, born and raised in Bowling Green. A couple of one of them actually wasn't he, but he's now lives. He's a football coach in Minnesota. That's beside the point. But
0: <laughs> is it no. Is there anything that's ever beside the point of the show? He coached the mail too. There you go. Uh my god. Big Bingles him. Oh, Kersty Text. Directed at Nick Roush. Oh, even better. Roush.
1: Oh, what did Roush say? This
0: guy's like these last like five texts, I'll start off with Roush. <laughs> Actually, the last like four before this one start off with Roush. Dude.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Roush. Many times last season, I felt Carrington Valentine was terrible. I don't even know what that is. It seemed like he was picked on often and couldn't answer the bell. Tell me why I'm wrong and why it seems like we're looking for him to be the guy in the secondary this year. I'm still really worried about that position group. Thanks, and have a blessed weekend.
1: For the for the for the record, I knew it was a defensive back before that was the, the text was continued reading. I didn't remember that. I did not. I did remember that. I've been reading his name before. Beyond that, I can't you anything else about
0: him. Well, let's answer it. Uh, Carrington Valentine sucks. Um, the coaching staff does not like him. No, They are looking for any excuse to take him out of a starting role. And the fact of the matter is they can't they can't bolster that secondary enough to make it happen.
1: Uh, the only reason he's playing is because the guys in front of him can't stay on the field long enough because uh, people like Vito Tisdale just are uh,
0: total punks. Vito Tisdale also, I think, he, out for the year, right? He's, he's injured now. Wait, did he break his hand punching a wall? No. I, he did something a couple weeks ago, but he's not going to play this year. Uh, Texas, how about the mass exodus of women's basketball players at U.K.? I, I've seen that. <laughs> Which time? This, this time. I was going to say, this
1: is like the second or third time this has happened at UK Women's Basketball, is it not? They've
0: lost like six players to the transfer portal. Did it
1: happen before before this? When Matthew thing? Mitchell, yeah. Yeah, they had we, a bunch we, of them. The same thing happen then, too. Yeah.
0: I've, I have seen it. Not great for them.
1: Is she is and I can't remember her name. Have they, have they decided, is She's staying honest? The She's team? permanent now. She's permanent? Because okay. she was
0: interim before, what, last year? And then got the full-time job? I guess, yeah. I believe it was, I think it was before before last season. I mean, I
1: assume the run they made in the SEC tournament would alone get her the, the gig, but...
0: Well, she already had it. She, okay. she had it before this season. I know that. Um, but, yeah, she's not a great end of the year. You, you have that fantastic moment where you punch your bid. Because like, like, they were seen as if they lost their first SEC tournament game, they might have been out of the NCAA tournament, period. The f- then they win it. They beat South Carolina.
1: Does that make you feel confident if you're a little fan, knowing that, that I mean...
0: A little bit, a little bit more. Because, you the know. UK pulled it off. I mean, no, no disrespect
1: the UK, but yeah, they weren't that great. We beat UK. I mean, not to play the we beat them, they beat them game. But, but. still, it's
0: hard not to. But so the. And I, I know I teased this earlier and didn't deliver, which what else is new? But this quote from Don Staley makes me feel a little bit better about tomorrow. So Don Staley was asked about the transfer portal, and she gave an answer that honestly you probably will appreciate because it's the biggest old man slash old woman take you can give.
1: It's not still that old.
0: No, but she's, she's giving the old, old, old person take. So about the portal, she says this quote, the portal is like social media. It's a fad. It's a big old fad. There are more players in the portal than there are scholarships. It's out of hand, but for student athletes, it's their way of controlling their own destinies. Ah, yes. The social media, the fad of 2009 that quickly went away and has been out of our collective conscience ever since then.
1: I mean, it's, going on the social media fad started in, i guess technically oh five roughly
0: i saw this quote on social media
1: yeah i mean it's been we're going on now 20 years of social media that not only is it not going away but is increasing and, and doubling over itself on a regular basis to the point where i can't keep it keep track of all the social media sites anymore and don't want to that's
0: so why i'm never buying a computer I mean, it's just, it's all fad. It's going to go away.
1: That WWW thing. (laughs) Like making
0: that quote, just, I'm kind of like, can she really be that good if she's going to make a quote like that?
1: I don't think she truly knows, understands the definition of fad. Like, I don't think she knows what that word, she said, she says the word. I don't think she knows what it means. I think you might be right. (laughs) I, I,
0: I think there may be some truth to that.
1: I don't think she knows what that word means.
0: Texter says, I'm finishing this session off with TK gets married in Vegas, Super Bowl night after an Eagles win. Crystal meth wedding cake with he and the bride waking up sleeping on the roof of Caesars. That sounds
1: like a hell of a lot of stuff
0: we've talked about in the show. I mean, that's
1: great, actually.
0: Texas says Bowling Green sucks. There's nothing there unless you're a WKU student.
1: <laughs> There's the
0: Corvettes. Texas says, wait, is Trevor's mom live with him? Yeah. Yeah. We've established this. We've yeah. talked about that. Uh, we, I know we're running up against it here. We didn't if get to If
1: I could afford to pay her rent and mine live separately, I would, trust me.
0: You know what tonight is, Trevor?
1: What's that? Thursday.
0: NIT championship night. Ooh, the NIT. last NIT, NIT championship game NIT. that will be played inside the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden in beautiful New York. And it's being played by a Xavier team whose head coach is not coaching them, who started this tournament with a different head coach, fired him, hired a different coach who's not going to be coaching they them tonight. Them
1: after they won their first round game. That's
0: how you know the tournament's a big deal. That's how you know this is a real thing that people are very interested in. They're taking on a Texas A&M team that has been rolling it's through this thing.
1: Fighting for the life of the, the respect of the SEC basketball community.
0: reestablishing the reputation of SEC basketball single-handedly by rolling to the championship game. Texas A&M, a four-and-a-half point favorite. Seven o'clock, ESPN. Who you got, TK? Uh,
1: Aggies. I, I, I got to go Aggies on this one. I got Aggies, too. Just too. because Sean
0: Miller's like, I've been begging for this team to lose, and when they finally do, it saves me no time because it's in the championship game. If
1: Xavier wins and wins big, does Xavier tell Sean Miller, thanks but no
0: thanks? Yeah, we're keeping this guy. how great yeah.
1: would that be, though? <laughs> I mean, come on. That would be awesome.
0: I'm saying Aggies win, Aggies cover. Yeah. A&M by eight. Buzz Williams always motivates his guys. Gets the job done tonight. Everybody everybody, enjoy your Thursday night. Last night of March, we're turning the page tomorrow, and tomorrow's going to be a fun show because it's going to be all cars versus Gamecocks. Let's get this done. Enjoy the NIT championship game tonight. We'll see you guys tomorrow at 3 for a little bit of Final Four radio.